0: The following is a presentation of the Force Center podcast feed.
4: From the center of the galaxy, this is the Force Center podcast feed. I'm Ken Namsak. I'm Joseph Scrimshaw. And you are here with us on the big show, (laughs) the main show, the superstar destroyer of our fleet. This is Force Center. And today's episode could be titled a lot of things. There's going to be some... Controversial words used today, (laughs) like Ray, Kylo, Raylos, and Bob Iger. A lot of that here today. Rigers? Yeah. (laughs) Rikers, (laughs) Rikers' cousin,
5: Riker. I rescind that. Yeah, yeah. For the main topic, we're going to be talking about Raylo in retrospect. Raylo in retrospect,
4: which sounds like a, a great documentary that needs to happen as well. <laughs> but you can hear that here in Force Center. Before we do, uh, before we get all of that, including the news, we are going to remind you, as we often do, today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash Force Center. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. A little bit later, have our Force Center recommends an audiobook we think you should try out on us. Remember, this, this directly helps the show. We appreciate those who have used this free book to start a trial. Whether you stay or not doesn't matter. It helps support the show, and we appreciate that. Uh, we always like to catch up on Star Wars and life adventures. And <laughs> last week, look, I had you know Alex and Molly were here, and that was great. We we appreciate all the new ears uh, who people checked out the show through them. Um, I, I'm so much better. The car accident is in my past. The weird sinus jaw thing's kind of sort of in my past. We're okay. I can talk today, Joseph. That's all. That
5: <laughs> You're all good there. All good there. Excellent, All excellent. Fine yeah, that, that's good, that's yeah. good. You were a
4: real trooper last week. I was a, I was a Rex and a Cody last week. Yeah. Uh, but uh, how's uh, how's your Star Wars adventures in life? Good,
5: there? good. Lots of life adventures, uh, lots of fun uh, Doctor Who adventures, other, other right. things I love adventures, but man, my big Star Wars adventure... Which was, ugh, it was full of joy and irresponsibility. I have been playing a little bit more Battlefront 2, mm. but I've been doing a really good job at like playing okay. at the end of the day when nice. my needed work mm. for the day is completed. But then, what was it? It was Wednesday. Yeah. Wednesday was my, okay, you got two <laughs> important tasks that must be done today. Today. But then I realized it was the day of the new content. Oh, a bunch of new content yeah. being added to Star Wars Battlefront 2. And. I lied to myself. Yep. I uh I did not pass my Jedi test and I said <laughs> I could play for just like ninety minutes, right? Me Four hours of Ewok murder later. <laughs> yes yeah so so much great stuff in this uh the they finally finally uh there's the nerf in the buff uh mm-hmm. terms uh for those mm-hmm. of you who are not video gamers nerf meaning making a character less powerful buff meaning making them uh stronger I wanted to clarify that before i I said this mm-hmm. they finally buffed Leia and mm-hmm. uh, made her gave her some actual explosives instead of a flashbang grenade so that was great to play mm-hmm. uh Leia but the big the headline mm-hmm. of Star Wars adventures Mm. is the Ewok being added to a bunch of the modes as a, a full playable character, not just a little Ewok hunt thing. Mm. You can battle other main Star Wars characters oh, as an Ewok. So uh, and I, I know you had some adventures with the Ewoks. I, I, I You know, I had goals. I mm-hmm. had, mm-hmm. not even in the real life, I was like, oh, I'm at close crossing this threshold for this yeah. award with the heavier, this one with Leia, and just like, I couldn't stop being the ewok so damn fulfilling how would you how
4: would you play anything else
5: up <laughs> how, how would you ever how would you play anything else when we're done recording i'm sorry real life responsibilities <laughs> it's time for some murder
4: bear action <laughs> well you that you get to do i i do this too and i when i i leave and i head, home, head to my home and i i got some things to do but I'm like, oh, Joseph and I, uh, you know, just recorded a long day at Force Center. I'm going to have dinner and play a game. <laughs> and that ruins the rest of my night.
5: Yeah, so in, it, in such that. a beautiful way. Yeah. yeah. So if uh, people haven't got a chance to play the Ewoks. So they're, they've they got more to do, more abilities than in yeah. Ewok Hunt. So uh, you can still throw the wisties, uh, which burn people from yep. afar, which is extremely satisfying. You can mm-hmm. still blow your Ewok horn. Uh, you can still uh, sniff out your environment and see where people are, see their little footsteps, uh, and then you got the stabby spear oh, and man. the arrow. The best. The thwip 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 thwip. Fuck yeah! Fuck. So uh, I, I want to hear your adventures, but if I may share my favorite I, I, Ewok I, moment, yes, please. Okay, so please. having having fun doing it. I, the Ewok is really good tactically. I think they might actually nerf the Ewok because he's got the. The Ewok has the auto aim mm. yes. option with his arrows. So you can just be, and they don't do that much damage, but you can be far away. I spent a oh, yeah. bunch of time running around with Luke Skywalker. Yes. And staying about 10 feet behind him. And Luke would engage someone with the lightsaber. And then yep. I'd just be peppering them with arrows from far. <laughs> and no one could stand up to Luke Skywalker <laughs> and, and his Ewok buddy. Uh, but there was a time that. Um, yeah, I, It fired a lot of arrows at Vader, uh, but there was a time that uh, we were trying to defend our position in co-op mode. Mm. It was uh, Solo and me, mm. Han Solo, and uh, Palpatine came along and just started blasting Han Solo. Mm-hmm. And I had this moment of, I'm an Ewok. What can I do? What can I do? I I could try to save solo, but if I run in there, stay I'm just going to get us both killed, and, and we're close to like running out of time, and somebody needs to stay alive and be <laughs> in this space. So I shouldn't engage. And then I had one of those real like, that's not the message of Star Wars. No, stronger together, man. No. I gotta, I, I can't. That's exactly what I can't do. Say, yeah. I can't help that person because what if some harm comes? Like, we so had each other. I ran in and I mashed that spear button. <laughs> 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 I, I speared Palpatine in the crotch and he died. <laughs> <laughs> he did his big dramatic ah with the hand waving. <laughs> I want video of that. Oh. It was so great. It's the best. Isn't it just amazing to just like, oh, what's the uh what's the real shorthand version of the movie Return of the Jedi? And walks spearing Palpatine <laughs> in the crotch. It's the end of the movie. <laughs> That's the movie. In a nutshell. <laughs> this
4: is so like- to speak. I got bigger life adventures coming. I got I finished some projects last week, but I got comedy in Vegas going to galaxy's edge. Finally, at least I'll scheduled. We'll see what happens. Um, <laughs> This week was all Battlefront. It I did the all same thing. Right. You know, when I sit down and play video games, I am obsessed with MLB the show. I, I manage a franchise. I get so into it. Grace will be like, What are you doing? I'm, I'm negotiating a contract extension with my first baseman. <laughs> it's
5: just weird. An exciting it's video game. It's
4: weird. She, she's really like, This game does not look that exciting. I'm like, You watch your words. I'm, I'm <laughs> cutting some players on the minor league roster. Um, so there's all that. I did what you did. I was like, Because the auto thing popped up. Right. While well, I was uh I had I had my PlayStation on and it was like, boop, Battlefront 2 update. I was like, Oh, that's right. I'll give it a whirl. Now I did because the time only could do like two rounds of co op, which okay. uh, by the way, I love co op. Co op's really, really great. Against the AI, I can have a chance to survive. Yes. Um, not that I don't like Capital Supremacy, but I did. I played the Ewok and that sound, that that flack, <laughs> I, I had to it was one of the I had to turn off the game and go, right? Right. I kept doing that like uh, uh just one, more. one got, more well no no i would wherever where where i was at okay my, i was like uh uh i gotta get back i gotta get back i gotta get back and so i've done some stream now when i twitch stream on twitch that sounds like work it's not yeah <laughs> but, <laughs> but like oh yeah uh, honey i gotta do some uh i gotta do some streaming <laughs> really just wanna play the ewok so i yeah I, I mean we could spend a moment on this because yeah I, I get i get the audio the audio aim
5: is just it's 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 so fun. It, yeah, it's it's amazing, and and you, and you cannot auto aim if you want to be take yeah. pride in being an Ewok uh, marks person. I have no pride.
4: um <laughs> I and yeah, the arrows I get technically might be not as powerful, but yeah, when you're slacking away from a distance, I I was racking up thirteen kill streaks. You know, oh, yeah,
5: yeah, because I mean you can be strategic about it if you find some place to hide <laughs> oh, behind and you just dart out, man. I slaughtered so and, many imperials. Yeah,
4: and we uh, we coined uh, the phrase Face Full of Whisties on our stream, <laughs> which is a, uh, the name of the album we want to write. I mean, some of my uh, people in chat were coming we're coming up with a, an album uh, based around this Ewok warrior, a Face Full of Whisties. And I'll say this, and yeah, you're right, you maybe the level of the powers. I didn't have your tell to- oh, Palpatine's really dramatic. Also, by the way, I love that you employ strategy where I just run around until I die, <laughs> where you're like the clock defense Intelligence and I'm like, bah, 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 bah. <laughs> um, but uh, I lasted against Palpatine Invader a few times, other times cut down oh, yeah, immediately. Yeah. But I was like, I've been with, I've been like Chewy and Chewy. Has taken two punches and Oh, died. yeah, and he's down, right? <laughs> this Ewok was just flinging arrows, face full of wisties at Vader. <laughs> uh, it, was, it was great. It was great fun. This game, Battlefront Two, just to me continues to be rewarding yeah. for those that stuck it out. I get the problems in the beginning. I get, if not, your style of game.
5: I love the story mode, but this just is—it's is, so fun. It is, and it's just—it's a great way to engage uh, with Rise of Skywalker content too. Yeah. I've been having a ton of fun being the uh, the Sith trooper. Yeah, it's just in it the really the, sounds, the yeah. species gunner. So much fun.
4: Oh yeah, yeah. I haven't done that one yet. Um, and oh, in my favorite Ewok moment. I. Uh, used a gonk droid as a shield and did the crouch <laughs> next to the gonk droid I, I, I mentioned a little bit on a, on um, uh, our Clone report yesterday, but yeah, uh, a lot of fun, and, and I'm looking forward, we've got Scarif coming Oh yeah uh, Hopefully some upgrades, uh, you know some new characters, I'd, I'd love the return of Jin and, and Orson Krennic, but give me a Cassian Jin pack, give me a, a Orson Krennic back and then, uh, you know, maybe a K2 I don't know
5: yeah, you got BB eight and BB nine E in there, so it's oh, just yeah. just it's shocking and weird as well. But yeah, yeah it is just. It, I like that one of the other updates is the Wookiee Warrior now has an eye patch. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was an essential update. Yeah,
4: and then and then I went through as as we've discussed many times in the show. I don't do the heroes and villains as much as you, but I so I don't pay attention to my heroes and villains as much. But I finally went through and like changed a lot of the the skins that I have. Yeah, so I have. I have uh, young Han, uh, but like beginning of movie Han. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, I have the Lando, uh, with the uh, flower print, shirt on now and then vandor heist chewy yeah so i'm representing solo all the way through yeah you got all the solo action that's yeah, so great love that there. so that's that's our adventures a great battlefront 2 update <laughs> there so uh yeah we, but we
5: got to finish this episode so we can yeah. get back to uh playing ewoks yeah absolutely
4: uh we got some news and not a lot of news but we're picking up where we left off last week with the first one uh the headline reads Igercon comes to a close <laughs> sort of soon Maybe not. We'll see. Anyways, last week, at the very end of the show, it happened during our taping, but at the end of the show, I just happened to look down on my phone and saw the breaking news, Bob Iger steps down. So we discussed it a little bit last week with not all the information at hand. Alex and Molly were here. We just had some effective immediately, did all these kind of big dramatic things. We're kind of looking a little closer at some of the stories here, and I'll just kind of run through some of the things, uh, Joseph. And, and then it's not a Bob Iger CEO news bite. We want to see how this affects Star Wars and what he did for Star Wars and what he didn't do for Star Wars of the last few years. Uh so the departure is immediate. It's effective immediately. But there is this twenty-two month transition period and Bob Chapik takes over. Chapic comes more from the park side, had a lot to do with Galaxy's Edge, even though Iger was all oh, very much involved in the parks. If you watch that Imagineering series, very much in there. Chapic Kind of the executive on the ground, so to speak, uh, among many, many people who made Galaxy's Edge so wonderful. Iger's contract does run to 123121. I had made an incorrect note to myself that it was 123120, and that seemed weird to me. Joseph cleared that <laughs> up before we went up there. And then Iger says, I'll leave the company. For good. good, his current title is executive chairman, which means he'll have uh, not just shepherding Bob Chappick into the role, but have a lot to do with the creative decisions of Disney. So, we'll start there with some of the new stuff, yeah. We'll get the other stuff, Joseph. Take uh, how do you take all this? What's going on here?
5: Yeah, it, it was it was uh weird because it, it's just you know getting your head into that space of it's such a huge company with a board and mm. shareholders and all that. And you know, mm. you read at the end of uh, last week's episode that exactly the way it was written, all the news uh, yeah. uh, pieces of Bob Iger steps down immediately. Yeah. And I was like, Oh no, what, what happened? What? Yeah. And then you get, you dig into it. And he's like, Oh, he stepped down as CEO yeah. immediately. And then it's basically doing an almost two year transition yeah, uh, where he is still making creative decisions. So the part of me is like, yes, this is, the beginning of the end of an era. Yeah. And I realized for running a massive company like Disney, not being the CEO anymore is a big deal. Yeah. But from our perspective of our little Star Wars podcast, mm. he's still going to be having impacts on Star Wars if he's still making creative decisions. Absolutely. It seems, and I haven't
4: seen this directly from him Uh, But I don't know. I read his books. I feel Bob and I are friends here now. (laughs) You get the sense that he loved all aspects of his job, even the stressful ones. But who wouldn't like dabbling in that creative stuff? He definitely came from TV, came from sports. But but you know what I mean? Like, I guess if you're if I'm saying if you're transitioning out, transitioning out i'd be like but hey can i still talk to can i touch the movies
5: (laughs) yeah and that's (laughs) clearly what he's gonna be he's gonna touch the movies touch the movies yeah yeah uh one of my other reactions to this before we get into the real the the star wars uh impacts i did appreciate the number of our listeners Mm -hmm. who uh tweeted us uh with uh thoughts on the end of Igercon. Yes. Uh, because Bob had made such a tradition of breaking news that used to happen at a convention in yeah. random <laughs> phone calls. We named it IgerCon uh, <laughs> and uh, people are like, well, ChabicCon, maybe yes. it should be called IgerCon just yeah. in in uh, respect. That's but true. I'm thinking then just a transition to BobCon. BobCon. Since this is a seamless transition between <laughs> Bob's. <laughs> it's like the Sith line. It's, it's, yep. <laughs> always two bobs. There are <laughs> always two bobs. There, <laughs> a that's, master and an
4: apprentice. That's the title of the episode now. Yeah, I think that's it. BobCon sounds great. BobCon, it is. It'll be like uh, you know Stanley's LA Comic Con. The original name's long gone, but yep. you still remember it. You know, so <laughs> exactly uh, that works there too. So yeah, uh, let's talk a little bit about Iger and his relationship to Star Wars. It, it's I've listed some of the greatest hits, and then we're gonna talk about some of the misfires which Bob has talked about before, too. I I totally realize this is not a full-on list. There might be things on here that I uh, you know that are starting points to deeper conversations yeah. or anything. But in general, I'll start with here. Uh, buying Lucasfilm. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of a big one. Uh, it definitely seems like uh, it kept Star Wars alive, so we'll dive into that. Uh, Galaxy's Edge, again, a lot of working parts into that. I wasn't like Bob Iger woke up one day and said, hey, you know what you want? Uh, I want a Star Wars ride at the park Not that's more than Star Tours. Uh, but he he shepherds a lot of that stuff he He, he takes the the legacy of Walt Disney pretty seriously he gets in the parks. Shapic and his team had a lot to do with that, obviously, but uh it came from uh, Iger in a roundabout sort of way uh we'll look at streaming the legacy of 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 uh, Disney plus, which of course leads to Mandalorian the revitalized Clone Wars Kenobi, Cassian andor, and much much more include just the possibilities. Of Star Wars stories, uh, the 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 game show coming, uh, kids' shows, anything. It's a lot of things, and that comes from his desire to kind of, you know, like Steve Jobs handing him the iPod and saying, pretty soon everyone's going to watch TV on this. A lot <laughs> of that. There are some uh, misfires we'll run here, and then we'll, uh, uh, Joseph will dive into the, the hits and misses here. Uh, we'll say this, uh, some alleged director choices that might have gone wrong. That's not facts necessarily. Uh, We hear that he had, uh, you know, something with Lord and Miller might have come more from him than Kathleen Kennedy or, uh, you know, Trank, all those kind of things. We'll never know all the stories, but some of that might have come from him, uh, maybe dabbling too much into Lucasfilm's decisions or just right and it didn't work out. We'll figure that out. The solo release, he has said that. Came out and said, ah, it was probably my fault. Uh, <laughs> they, they wanted to go December. I, I said May. Wanted to hit that uh, second business quarter uh, profits there, you know. Uh, because of the solo, because of what's going on, I'd say it's fair to say the halting of the spin off movies or the standalone stories definitely fall at the feet of Bob Iger. So that's yeah. just kind of a, a, the overall picture, Joseph. What do you think about Bob Iger and his Star Wars legacy?
5: Yeah. I mean, obviously his Star Wars legacy is, you know, in some ways giving birth to the Disney era of Lucasfilm of, of mm. thinking that this was uh, the right move and thinking about it from a perspective of not just let's make some more movies, but thinking of it as, well, let's really, this is going to be good for all sides of our business. So yeah. we'll, we'll launch this new slate of movies, but also we're going to have a park and, and, thinking about this Disney plus thing. And of course, star Wars is super valuable for that. So, I mean, I'm really excited that not only that Disney bought it, but that Iger had the vision to spread it across the platform of Disney, because it means as fans, we get to engage with star Wars in lots of different Mm -hmm. ways. The solo misstep, Mm -hmm. well, uh, two things, you know, again, nothing confirmed, but it -hmm. it does sound from various rumors and things we've heard that there's been times where Iger Mm -hmm. over, uh, overruled Kathleen Kennedy. Yeah. Uh, in picking directors. And then, and that, if that is true, big, Mm. big, if, if If it is true that Iger said, Hey, work with these people. And then it didn't work out. Mm. And then everyone blames Kathleen Kennedy. That's a bummer. Yeah. Uh, so if that is true, that would be a criticism. Yeah. From me to the mighty Bob (laughs) Iger. I'm so sorry. Uh, I think, I think, I think he'll be fine. Uh, the solo release, you know, I was uh, all on board with May. I thought May yeah, was yeah. great. Um, in retrospect, uh, I and Bob I were both wrong together. Right, right, right. That one's... Uh, so I don't, like, super blame him for that. But the mm. impact of that, yeah. um, is huge, yeah. right? Because otherwise, it would just be, uh, what, this December, there'd... The Obi-Wan Kenobi movie would be trucking along. Yeah, and 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 look, we keep saying how we're so happy it's on Disney Plus,
4: and I still am. But yeah, uh there is I get it. Like you said, yeah, I totally get not only is May Classic Star Wars and it's classic Star Wars character. Yeah, yeah, you do have to the release dates are sometimes a chess game with your profits, and I totally get all that. But yeah, I I I bummed by a giant reading of the tea leaves and, and taking it in that direction. No one wants these films, or we're gonna, you know, we get cold feet. Whatever it is, we'll wait for that second book.
5: Well, and they just not yeah. the space for the sort of machinery of Star Wars yeah. to ramp up, and I think it probably hurt my precious three and three quarter Star Wars line mm-hmm. to not have time to differentiate that the solo yeah. line from the Last Jedi line. And oh yeah, absolutely, and 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 look. If if left, you know, I think
4: we would beat this in, in, in uh, this beat this Orbach to death. Yeah. Uh, uh, the um, poor Orbach, which by, by the way should be playable in Battlefront too. But uh, different things. I thing.
5: think the phrase is yeah. beat beat a already dead horse, not beat a live horse. Beat a live horse to death. Right? Horse to death yeah. <laughs> beat an Orbach to death, and then keep
4: and then keep beating it as Bob Iger would do. Um, Did Bob Iger say Bob that? Iger, come Bob come on, Bob Iger quoted. <laughs> Force Center alleges Bob said beat, beat a live Horbuck to death. That's too funny. Yeah. Um, yeah uh, uh, oh, yeah, look, if Last Jedi had been uh, received and, well, across the board, 100%, then maybe Solis- yeah, 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 but it had happened, and I'm just bummed that it changed the course of the films after. Come on, Bob. Yeah. Come yeah. on, Bob. <clears throat>
5: yeah. So, but for you overall, yeah. do, you, uh, do you see his impact on Star Wars as an overall positive? Yeah. Yeah, I, I I really do and it all kind of starts with the buying
4: of Lucasfilm and, and if you read a little bit more and yep, there's some frustrations from George and I think I think as best as a book could be that a a CEO dictated to a ghostwriter, I think <laughs> I think you get some pretty honest takes there, uh that are at least fascinating, fascinating takes on it that um George had trouble giving it up and but but he did and because of the, because of this we have all this Star Wars content. Uh and and, it, and it's no secret we are Four center really enjoy the content some yeah. you, some you might not but it's still there and it's still live and and and, and th- this leads to galaxy's edge and and walking into that and i haven't done this yet but seeing the faces on people like you who have turned the corner and be like wow i'm in the star wars i'm in and that yeah. doesn't happen unless this happens to to the, the the love for some of the characters and moments in the mandalorian that have kind of brought more of that unifying feeling you know it's not that Bob Bob Iger gets credit for that, but the decision and the chair's approval and all the the board's approval, all these things to purchase this is why we're here. and yeah. so. I, I, if anything, I think I'll give him credit for that.
5: Yeah, the insistence on the streaming service leading to not only the the new stuff of the Mandalorian, but yeah. like the the classic, uh, you know, pre Disney purchase fans of the Clone Wars, yeah, getting to see new Clone Wars. You know, absolutely, yeah, you're right, and and getting that feel again.
4: So yeah, definitely some misfires. So it's going to be, um, I, going forward. Yeah, and again, it's hard to gauge because. Lucasfilm is number one supposed to be its own company underneath Disney, but obviously there's going to be a lot of oversight and everything like that. We, you know, we don't know. Does Kathleen Kennedy go to the end of her contract? Does that switch over? So what's the future? What's the future with someone else in charge of Lucasfilm and Bob Chappick in charge of Disney? Yeah. Does that change? Bob is a consumer-based guy. Bob Chappick is a consumer-based guy who's been concentrating on the parks and customer experience and, and user experience. Does that change? translate into movies? I don't know. I don't know his fully background yet. Yeah. Iger at least came from television and entertainment. Ran ABC. Uh, I could trust a lot of his decisions. Um, was key uh, with uh, Twin Peaks, right? Didn't he have a lot to do with Twin Peaks? Yeah, he had a lot to do with Killing It. Killing It? So, yeah. there you go. Uh, <laughs> yes and no. Um, I trust him more. He, for a sports fan, he's, he's behind some of the biggest sports things I loved. So, I don't know Bob Chappick in that regard. I don't know what he's going to say to Kathleen Kennedy.
5: Yeah. (laughs) Give me another ride. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be really interesting. And Mm -hmm. and I think Lucasfilm doesn't, you know, gets compared to Marvel a lot. Yeah. it seemed like Marvel has got to, or Disney has got to a place with having a lot of trust with Kevin Feige yeah and if kathleen kennedy stays whoever else comes in uh mm-hmm. is head of lucasfilm i just hope that they can can have that relationship with disney where they're truly running lucasfilm yeah you know yeah absolutely i definitely that's yeah without a new uncle bob that new Uncle Bob running <laughs> in, making yeah. uh, making you know unnecessary sudden decisions yeah. it, you know it's weird yeah. to talk about these things because Disney is at, at such a level and you know totally I, I, you know you can relate it back to small personal experiences but yeah mm. yeah I mean if you if you're in charge of a big overall thing you want to have people in charge of the different silos and yeah. really trust them and to me only get involved if you absolutely have to. have to.
4: Yeah, uh I I would agree with that or the lore of Star Wars is just too uh you know too tempting to not play with. Yeah, we'll see what Bob Chapik does. See if he puts on a cowl and goes. To the <laughs> so that's our, our look at Igergon coming to a close. Bob Khan is born out of this thing here. Uh, it's definitely been uh, an interesting part uh, of Star Wars. Uh, Iger, his name always came up in conversations. Well, and who knows
5: Star what uh, what a uh, big Star Wars decisions he'll make on right. the way out. Well, oh, yeah, yeah, actually, you know, you, we do want to talk about that. Yeah 22 months,
4: roughly. I mean, that's that's a long time to influence the
5: next five, ten years. In crucial, crucial decisions, mm-hmm. I would imagine checking my watch being made yep. now-ish yep. about the future of Star Wars uh, in cinemas. And if he's like, great, I have about five less meetings a week.
4: Bob <laughs> Chappick's taking those. Yeah, I can I can look at Star Wars a little closer. He's Marvel, yeah, on,
5: on the set of Mandalorian taking <laughs> selfies now, right? <laughs> Absolutely,
4: so it could be interesting. So we'll we'll see some of those decisions. We'll see we'll see soon, and one day the story will be when uh, NDAs and uh, uh, gag orders are, are lifted. We'll get the whole story on Iger and Star Wars and all. Uh, speaking of behind the scenes stuff, uh, this is uh, yeah, I don't know how much stock we put in some of these stories, but and, and we're definitely not going too deep into this one we're having fun with this one obi-wan kenobi the series has a working title revealed question mark it does come from a website called productionweekly.com which is pretty bare bones production weekly
5: <laughs> yeah just information on <laughs> yeah. production right it's so. like whoever's running that
4: website is unaware that there's star wars podcasts that are doing their stories <laughs> but a website h and entertainment i don't know them uh, it looks like uh um I've been around a bit. I don't, I, I don't know them, so I, I'm not going to comment on them, good or bad. I don't know. They're saying that the Kenobi working title is Pilgrim. Pilgrim. So if that's true, number one, it generally means nothing. Uh, some of some of the working titles in Star Wars, it's it's a fun tradition, I think, because of Blue Harvest. Yeah, it doesn't necessarily mean anything. Doesn't really necessarily show insight. Uh, and I remember some of the the working titles have prompted many a think piece back in the day for some of the films. <laughs> Last Jedi and everything, uh, but let's let's say this is true, Joseph. Hey, you know you're a Kenobi guy. You're a Kenobi uh, expert. Yeah, Kenobi pilgrim. What does it
5: all mean? Uh, the first thing that jumped to my mind is it is it a John Wayne reference? Okay, because there's the stereotype of John Wayne calling people. Pilgrim, right? Pilgrim, not, right? Not, not in real life. Maybe yep. in real life. But, uh, probably in, in <laughs> movies. But he carried that into his real life
2: too.
5: <laughs> I'll have another cocktail, Pilgrim. Um, yeah. So I mean, I wonder if it, it also just has a uh, a western, uh, a you know, from an American perspective of you know hmm. I- exploring new worlds, territorial. Right. Uh, so I wonder if it. Has that uh, yeah. element um is, is this article is saying it evokes the idea of pilgrimage. So All is right. he going somewhere? Right. Uh, if you want to dive into it, my instinct is that it's maybe a reference to that feeling of, uh, being on a new frontier. Yeah. Um, but I think it's much more a Blue Harvest than anything. Yeah. Oh, and it could just yeah. be that <laughs> that's somebody's dog's name. Yeah. You know, and it's just it's, uh, it's just a, a
4: working title alone in a alone in a, a different world and, and culture uh, with your uh, beliefs, message and a, and a mission that you have. Yeah. You know, yeah, it could be. A yeah, lot of yeah. So uh, but, you know, that's what it is. I just
5: like that there's a working title
4: and that we have a production
5: still in play <laughs> yeah yeah do you think do you think it in any way contributes to the notion that this is a story about obi-wan leaving tatooine i don't think that but i do think
4: i do think he'll have to leave i do think he will leave but yeah a lot of the thick pieces uh around uh the trip to Jeddah that's forthcoming i would love that and that'd be cool but that. yeah no, I, don't, I don't i don't think this is a clue to that but yeah that uh, he's it just makes sense i mean it could also be all on Tatooine. I'm going to be just as satisfied. I hope, but yeah, I like the idea of him. Uncle Owen, you got Luke. Great. babysit for the weekend. <laughs> I'm, off. I'm off to confront Vader. Uh, so that's, uh, but a trip to Jeddah is not a bad idea too. So, uh, final story of the day. This is just a tiny one. Uh, Disney did update their release schedule for, uh, uh this year and years going forward. Uh not a, a lot of changes, a lot of things moving around, but more importantly, they are still listing Star Wars movies in December 2022, 2024, and 2026. Uh, still there, not going away. Not more added, just those three that have been set for a while there. So kind of a non-story story. The question though that comes to my mind, Joseph, is is all right. Got it. <laughs> when do we want confirmation of these directors, writers, plot, anything? Yeah. Anything.
5: I think by celebration. It's August, right? Late August. Yeah. Uh, I think by celebration, because mm. uh, I guess I think this is news to me. I was really happy to see that, that you uh, pulled it yeah. um, because I was starting to doubt because yeah, yeah. it doesn't, it, it seems like there are so many ideas of what this next round of films could be mm-hmm. and for a star wars movie they need to get moving to hit 2022 i was kind of thinking like i wonder if they're gonna take even longer to figure out what's next yeah so i'm i'm really happy with this at least for now confirmation that there's still going to be a star wars movie in 2022
4: look 2022 december 2022 uh yeah it's it's, it's enough that's enough time yeah it's enough time but that that means they got concept stuff going in place. They, they're, they're the, those sketches that we'll all buy a book about later on are yep. going on. And that excites me. That excites me. I don't want them to wait too long. Uh, actually, I don't want them to wait too long. Celebration's great. Also, I wouldn't mind if, Six months before they're like, We shot a Star Wars film.
5: <laughs> not, not gonna happen. But I wouldn't mind that either. Wouldn't that be amazing if like, yeah, if they're not saying anything because <laughs> all the wheels are turning. But that's impossible. Uh, There'd be yeah. people camped out.
4: Yeah, and, guillermo yeah. del Toro did make that job of that movie. <laughs> Here it is. Uh that is so um but I do have to ask this question comes up a lot, especially when when this original originally came out. Three movies, 2022, 2024, 2026, two years apart. Great, we get it. Uh do we want any additional Star Wars films during this time? Can we go to that two-year, two-a-year model? Do we put them at 2023, 2025 along the way? Do you think we'll ever get back to that? And that's, you know, Feige, Ryan Johnson. Yeah. just say like all that's going. Taika Waititi. Taika all these rumors. Uh,
5: Dillard, uh, last week, right, we were talking about. So
4: at this point, do you want that? At this point, do you think it can work?
5: I want whatever is going to make star wars successful on Mm. the big screen yeah um and for for individual stories i like some of the rumors and bubbles of like if they have a really fun idea that they don't think is absolute gangbusters and can do it for a smaller budget make a smaller budget boba fett movie and throw it up on disney plus i really like that so yeah i think there's that possibility uh, part of the reason that I want them to make an announcement about that 2022 film is because it, to me, there's still this massive decision to be made yeah. of what the movies are. And on one hand, I love the idea of, Hey, let's just start telling some stories. Mm-hmm. Let them build organically. If a character is really popular, they'll get a sequel. If this other character is really popular, maybe these two characters are meet, will meet and just take it slow mm-hmm. and organic. Yeah. And I think if they did that, the same way that Marvel did the slow yep. organic building. So right. people were excited about this new Jedi in right. this new scoundrel. And then they were excited to see them in a movie together and they really took their time. Yeah. I think they could build to that Marvel model of multiple movies a year. Right. My problem with that right now is, uh, I, I if 2022 is just sort of like, here's a movie that Feige wanted to do. Yeah. And then totally unrelated, Here's a movie that Taiki Waititi thought would be cool mm. in 2024. It, it will just—I'm concerned it will feel random mm-hmm. unless they are locked into a specific era. Yeah. But then once you get into, well, what's the era? Yeah. Is it? Does it start feeling too similar to High Republic? Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm thrilled for High Republic. Have no criticisms. Right. But its existence has thrown into confusion my thinking about the movies. I 100% agree with you. The idea of...
4: They just got to get some clarification. I hate to say it. If you're cutting Ryan from the slate, then do it. So the guy can go make more Knives Out films, right? (laughs) I I think he is right now, so I don't think his movie's coming in 2022. Right, right. He's not secretly making a Star Wars movie. Uh, Benoit uh, Blanc is secretly a Jedi. (laughs) Secretly a Jedi. It's possible. (laughs) Feige, there's all these, you know. Again, this is rumors. This is not like Lucasfilms. Films. Uh, here's a list of rumors where things working on that. This is, but it's excitement from the fans. And you're right. Right now, I just would like to know a little bit of uh, direction. I, I trust them anyway they go. I'm that kind of fan. I'll see what's going on. Oh yeah. Uh, like you always say, we'll engage with the story presented to us. I'll go. But yes, there's so many different names and so many like additional. You know, we get Dan and Dave left, but like. You know, uh, we, we happy funballs now directing a, a, a <laughs> movie, and it's not related to Feige, and it's not related, and it's all these again, all these rumors. Focus it. You can't put it in an era as as uh, at least you can't market it as that to me. Does that make sense? Yeah. So you got High Republic era. If we're also now in the uh, the uh, the unknown regions era, or the yeah the old the, old, old Republic. Republic, or the Jedi Sith War, like that's just a marketing change, but i know i know what you're saying i'm reacting to what you're saying i'm just yeah like, yeah that does kind of change the way i look at what they're going to do going forward
5: but the, the marvel model doesn't work unless they have some yeah they're playing in a similar sandbox right. of space and time up to a point yeah and and that's like a that's so much of a bigger decision to make than just what's 2022 Really is, yeah.
4: Really is. Come on, Chapik, or Iger, or Iger, or Iger, Chapik. <laughs> Get on there. Figured out. So uh, that is a look at the news. Uh, we uh, are in a, a little bit of a downtime. Uh, we also, I guess, uh, there's some bigger, there's some stories that were out there this week, Joseph. Yeah, we chose not to discuss, and one of them is a bit this big uh, return, the uh, return, rise of this uh, of of. Uh, what, what movie did just come out? Rise of <laughs> <laughs> Rise of the Rise of Skywalker, the Return of the Sky. What happened? What happened? Revenge Ewoks versus F- Lucas. Ewoks yeah. versus Palpatine. Um, <laughs> Rise of Skywalker. Uh, the novels on the way. Some people got a copy. There were advanced C2-E2. copies
5: at C two E two to the general public. Whoever can buy them first. Yeah.
4: Oh, general public got a hold of just <laughs> some stuff in it. And pictures are tweeted out next thing you know, boom, we have an explosion. We have a harassed author. We have all these kind of things. And I'll speak for myself right in this moment, but it was like going through the news. Like I didn't want to discuss it for a lot of reasons. The number one reason I don't have the book in my hands.
5: Yeah. And yeah. You're with there. You're I'm with me too. super huh? with you on that. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's uh, yeah. I I, I, I was clearly intended as a fun thing and to build yeah. excitement, but you know, uh, you know, unfortunately yeah. some of some, mm-hmm. not all, some of the online community, Is so uh, strong. Evil? Angry. (laughs) They're evil. You can say they're evil. (laughs) They're angry in their opinions. Your opinions, great. Yours to have. They're so angry and like I you know, you saw those tweets of great, can someone get me a copy so we can find out if they messed it up more? And that's the perspective that it's coming at. And then you get to the point where like, hey, if there's a fun extra detail about the rise of Skywalker. I don't want to read it in a yes. damn nerdist headline. No offense to nerdists. they're yeah. just doing their job. I want to read the damn book. Yeah. So we will we will talk about it when the damn book is when out for all of us. The damn
4: book is out. Yeah, slight spoilers. And and you know what? I had the picture of that sentence sent to me, and I didn't take it the way I was like. There's some interpretation in yeah, there. Yeah,
5: yeah, yeah. And that's the other thing is like it's it isn't fair uh, to mm. the author to judge things by a paragraph, <laughs> paragraph of a whole book there's yeah context context so, context and again like i think the i think lucasfilm publishing does an amazing job it's clearly intended as a fun nice thing to get fans excited i would have been happy to be at c2e2 sure. and been able to get a you know super early copy on it so uh, yeah. it's more the fan handling yeah. of that uh that responsibility
4: yeah so we'll go into it when it's appropriate when it's time before we uh, take a break though we're going to do our force center recommends an audiobook we think you should try out on us
5: yeah you know that author who is writing or has written the rise of skywalker novelization she's written some great stuff like the book most wanted it is about uh, solo and kira and their rhodian friend it is a prequel to solo and it is great
4: absolutely great love it one of my favorite of the new era some great deep moments in there and to download your free audiobook today most wanted or any other book of your choice go to audibletrial.com slash force center again that's audibletrial.com slash force center for your free audiobook on the other side of this we are going to take a look at Raylo. going Raylo in retrospect stick around Welcome back to Force Center, and we are going to go into our main topic, Raylo. In retrospect, Joseph, this is some pretty controversial words you've just said.
5: Yeah. Or I've said.
4: You've written I've said.
5: (laughs) Let's say them together. Yeah, so I uh, proposed this topic because it had been on my list of like, "Eh, it'd be nice to have Rise of Skywalker come out. We all have been able to see the complete arc of this relationship. Give it some time to cool down, and then we can talk about it. And then... (laughs) yeah the week that i thought oh things have cooled down a little bit <laughs> is when the book we were just talking about the rise of skywalker was early released and mm-hmm. uh, uh, people who are very passionate about relo uh, are some of the people who seem to descend on the novel and mm-hmm. and have some uh, very visceral opinions yeah on the internet so uh, i actually just wanted to start there um yeah. Obviously, there there could be a lot of controversy and conflict about this topic of Raylo. We've talked when we talked about it before, we've talked about the balance between showing a uh, a romance that does involve literal ab- mm. abusive behavior and behavior and combat and mm. uh, that there's a responsibility in the way we talk about that. But fiction is also how we work things out. So there's just yeah. like the there's the nature of the thing mm-hmm. that you want to be aware of, uh, of the storytelling. But then there's the, um, the online part of it. Yeah. And I want to be really clear about how I say this. Okay. I do not want to use any umbrella that Raylos mm-hmm. are a unified group who have a perspective. Right. All that I can say is I don't have the numbers. I have no idea how many people who would consider themselves a Raylo, people who are big fans of this relationship, who write fan fiction, who do great art. I don't know how many of them constitute the really angry tweets that I see. Mm
4: -hmm.
5: But for myself, I'm really bothered by the angry tweets. Yeah. So I'm not going to say that that is all Relos by any means, because I would consider myself a Raylo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I had time, I'd draw fan art. I love this relationship. I love this couple. Yeah. Uh, So we can't really know how much of a percentage Mm -hmm. of this particular fanship it is but it is certainly since the rise of Skywalker people who really disagree with the choices Mm. who are, it's not just that they have opinions. They are presenting their opinions with such anger where it's not, I dislike the choices Mm -hmm. that JJ Abrams and Chris Dario made. It's they are idiots Mm -hmm. and it's going to take me years to recover Mm. from the horror that they did to me. And just like, I you can dislike it all day. So just really want to have that caveat when we're talking about negativity, mm-hmm. we're talking about people who choose to express their opinions in very negative, sometimes directly hateful to other humans yeah. way. Uh, and I want to acknowledge that that is, of course, not all Raylos. Yeah. But certainly people who call themselves Raylos, some percentage of them are behaving that way on the online. Yeah. How do you separate that behavior from just engaging with the movie and your opinions about these characters and their relationship,
4: can we uh, just can we just stop the episode and go? <laughs> At this point, no. Um, it's tough. It's tough. I, I keep joking, but I have I have really isolated myself like Luke on Octo, uh, muting words, and I have a I have a probably a list of new words to mute. Um, <laughs> and it saddens saddens me, but it's also how I do because it, it does affect me. Those those. Negative, uh, you know, dark side pathways to expressing communication, like you're describing, uh, can 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 weigh on me as a fan. Where I just want to engage uh, with the story presented, the the, the great um, advice you, you you've given us a lot, Joseph. It, it's that's a real powerful and fun way for me to look at the story and to do it uh, just unfiltered uh, through anyone else's reactions or agendas yeah. or needs or desires. And I, I I'm with you too. I'm with you too. If if you Sometimes a, a movie or show, a character does something that breaks your heart, and I always think that sometimes part of the lesson's there, yeah. and it doesn't need to always go the way you want it to go, and it doesn't erase anything you felt from those stories or characters, but I get it. So um, how do I separate it? I just have to focus on the stories
5: and movies and
4: be present In my joy.
5: (laughs) Just be present in your joy, I think, is a great way to say it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I kind of have almost a daily battle because the way the Twitter uh, moments or whatever the hell they're calling it now, basically the news part, the way it's set up. You know, it looks for things that you like. So it gives me the basic like the the headlines, the actual yep. headlines, you know, some goofy thing of just like somebody ate 800 hamburgers <laughs> and never defecated again. Like, <laughs> weird stories and uh, actual news. And then right below that is Star Wars, like yeah. four or five Star Wars tweets. And every once in a while, something great that uh, Alex uh, Star Wars Explained yep. said there will be some great meme. But there's always a handful of them that are viscerally angry. Yeah. Uh, Raylo opinions Mm -hmm. um about how much they hate the movie about how mad they are and i think to myself almost every day what you know a couple of those are going to be there and they're going to bother you why do you do that yeah but i keep doing it and i think for me i want to be able to see the truth of what is out there yeah and i want to be able to do what you just described which is to just say that that it is fine for them to have their Mm -hmm. opinion and uh, no question absolutely opinions are fine but i'm not gonna let their anger stop me from enjoying this movie Mm -hmm. or having my own opinions about these characters and this relationship yeah that i don't want it to become just because that's what i happen to see that that has to dictate how i feel or how i talk about it or you know we're a star wars podcast and what (laughs) there is a slight temptation to like let's just not talk about raylo (laughs) let's just not talk about the relationship between the two main characters yeah. of the latest Star Wars trilogy, <laughs> yeah. you know. Yeah, and right. i not letting that, that angry mm. versions of valid opinions yeah. stop us from engaging.
4: Yeah, yeah. And I just, what starts to really derail me is I just wish, uh, opinions aside, needs and wants and desires for the characters aside, I just wish more, more folks would just... Take a moment to dive in a little deeper to the stuff. Not 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 necessarily like us. We 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 have fun going really deep here in Force Center. We understand that. Um, we also like shooting stormtroopers with Ewoks, uh, <laughs> ewok spears and arrows. So, but that's what that's what starts to get me from my personal. I'll see a tweet. Sometimes it's from people we know, and it's just like I want to reach through and just grab them by the neck. And I don't I don't approve of <laughs> violence all the time, all the time, um, and just be like. J-j- pay attention dig deeper <laughs> see what's there yeah and, and that and so then that's where I have to be like that I'm, I'm not present in my own joy
5: yeah and I have to go back okay and take your your phone your hand out <laughs> of the phone
4: yeah <laughs> you know you're better you have a you and you, and you make jokes and references to having your uh, tweet drafts yeah I don't have tweet drafts and that's <laughs> that's a problem
5: uh, so from from mind to thumbs
4: yeah but, but meaning I, I'm not a controversial tweeter going back to when I first signed up in 20 2006 I first signed wow. up for Twitter um but I've had a lot of deleted
5: let's just press <laughs> the backspace <laughs> tweets yeah you know so I don't know yeah yeah so at this point then trying our best to fight through negativity and just engage with how we feel about the story would you consider yourself at this point a fan of the the Raylo relationship absolutely consider myself a fan of it i absolutely thought it was
4: a possibility from the beginning there's some personal particularly in last jedi i've always talked i've always talked about this protective feeling i have towards the character of Rey. Now, kylo is probably my favorite of the new characters Ray's. i just love the character of ray and i talked about it so, and I'll try to be as clear as I can. I am, I've, I'm an older fan now, right? Yeah. Leia was one of those characters that me as a, a, a straight male growing up in the 80s was like, hubba, hubba. Okay. That was part of my sexual awakening as a kid. Uh, jokes aside. Yeah. Still became kidding like, really is a very attractive young lady. Doing. Th- I didn't feel that for the first time. For the first time, I was like, I want, I want you to be safe and successful <laughs> in the galaxy. Yeah. Um. I want you to the best for you so i started to find and john williams has talked about having yes a crush on daisy ridley and ray and that's when he wrote the music but also he too has become he became protective of the character so last jedi had some real and i know we talked about it when we went into this but i had some real like don't you do it ray <laughs> i love kylo because i love yeah. adam driver as a performer and i love what's going on there but don't you do it go something else yep. by yourself is better than this and not that that was super present and that's why the slamming of the door at the end with the falcon I was like yep 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 she doesn't need it you don't need it you don't need it but the way it was presented in rise of skywalker the way you you f- talked eloquently about her the, this the moment of I wanted to take your Ben's hand not Kylo's yeah I was like, all right, yeah, 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 yeah. you got it. You didn't need me, Ray. You didn't need me telling <laughs> what you what to do, Ray. You had this figured out, Ray. Yeah. Dare, I'm, I'm just going to stand the Falcon because you have <laughs> this. And it all made sense. And so where it ends up was beautiful. And also, I'm sure we're we'll going to it, but I, I think needed a penance for the sins with, with Ben. Yeah. That's why I, this is a personal thing. You got to go. Yeah. You got to go. Pay, okay, good. Pay the piper. You, you're back. You got some redemption. You're redeemed. You got to go.
5: Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. There's some uh, some travels uh, through the relationship that I want to do, but I definitely want to talk about the penance. I don't think you and I have talked a lot. We've talked about like, hey, it's the Star Wars poetry of yeah, yeah. Anakin having a selfish love and, and yeah. Ben Solo having a selfless love and that, but but your take on penance, I'm, I'm really interested uh, to hear more about that. Uh, mm-hmm. For myself, I, I, I can definitely echo, since we're of similar age, some of those, yeah. those uh, same things. I think I. it was really nice for me in, in my journey with Ray to be able to uh, see myself in someone across the chasm of demographics. Right. To realize, and I, I think I started feeling this way right away in Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. You had a natural maybe like big brother sort of reaction. yeah. And my reaction was, isn't it great that I can want to grow up to be a person who is younger than me yeah, yeah. and a different gender. Yeah. And that, that can be the power of storytelling is like, I identified with Luke cause I was a scrawny kid mm. who felt, felt held back and wanted to go out into the world. And then when the prequels came out, mm-hmm. I was a young man mm-hmm. making my first steps into the galaxy. The exactly the way Obi-Wan was. Mm-hmm. And it was great experience for me to get to that point of, mm. she, I can, I can see her, her story is specific, but you, I can also feel what is universal about it. Yeah. Of somebody who feels lonely but hopeful and is naturally kind but needs violence in her life to <laughs> survive <laughs> yeah. and yeah. is suddenly thrust into here's a bunch of responsibility. It's yeah. really, really scary. Do you want it? Yeah. And the lightsaber suddenly isn't just a fantasy that, Im- that you immediately say yes to. It's a mm-hmm. fantasy that's like, well, I have to but if i hold that then i have to fight i have to do th- like to do, yeah. the the fear hmm. of like all those things i oh, you yeah. know it was nice for me to be able to uh feel the the just universally human truth of that while also recognizing she's a woman character who's younger than me yeah yeah um and then you know for the kylo side of it i think in some ways he he represented um a dark side of of fandom, dark side of obsession, yeah. right? Mm, yeah. It's the Kylo did feel to me like somebody who wants the uh, original trilogy and took the wrong messages away, and yeah. somebody who's so full uh, who has decided to let anger mm-hmm. lead him, and that has framed everything around him. Um, yeah. So obviously, they started as great characters. I, I definitely consider myself a, a Raylo just because I think the. Uh, It starts right away in Force Awakens, this idea of people who are on opposing sides Mm -hmm. who keep discovering the more they interact that they have all of this depth in common. And we should be mortal enemies, but in fact, Mm -hmm. we are absolutely closer more similar than we could have ever imagined and maybe the only person in the galaxy that truly understands one another Mm. that's a powerful and interesting story to me and i think that's why i'm a big fan yeah of the relationship ultimately and Mm -hmm. the you know it's to me that relationship has always been about intimacy Mm -hmm. and i was fine that it absolutely tipped into confirmed Mm -hmm. romantic sexual Mm -hmm. intimacy for me the more important thing was intimacy
4: yeah it's it's way more than any other star wars romance so far is 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 really realistic goes goes back to that interrogation scene in force awakens he he evades her mind uh they're they're connected and they both have i think insight into each other that she tries to use for good to save him. And he tries to use to destroy her, you know, yeah. like, and it builds from there, the campfire, the, the hand touching scenes we've talked about. That's the most intimate moment. Yeah. Intimacy on many levels yeah. uh, before it even gets to the raspberry milkshakes, phosphates, as I always say, <laughs> uh, for the, for the old hands on the boardwalk. Um, it's better than any of the star Wars relationships.
5: Yeah. Well, I let's think. talk about that. How, how do you think it is different than you got Han and Leia is the big romance in the uh, mm-hmm. original trilogy, yeah. um, with some, you know, early tension, uh, with Luke, uh, yeah. particularly if you didn't know they were siblings. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I care. even, even more. So <laughs> I care. Do you think a girl like me? Uh, anyway, uh, and then, of course, uh, Anakin and Padme, big star-crossed lovers, tied to to mm. Anakin's fall, all of that. How are Ray and Kylo now that it's all now that it's all done and the question mark isn't there? It's a romance. Yeah. How how do you think they compare to the others?
4: Uh, I I think they compare. You know, Han and Leia is this sweeping, bogey bacall kind of fun, classic sense, and and you know, I I wonder if. The extended canon has, has added to that relationship so well, yeah. and everything there. So I don't know I get, with 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 Ray and and Ben. I just see it as the most. It's it's the most modern, not just because we're living with it, but the struggles the the past going into the relationship. It's just in a, in Star Wars, which is supposed to be this epic sweeping myth. We've got a real case study for relationships and yeah. how they can build, break, not work, shouldn't work, self-growth and everything. You know, Anakin's devolve sometimes. And the Clone Wars does a great job of making it better. We talked this week about the, the scene on Clone Wars Report, uh, the, the scene with the hologram. But Anakin's got a little bit of that blind, uh, we know, attachment, obsession, a little, little, little blind uh, lust in a way of just like young men kind of uh, I want that, I want that, I want that, I want that. I, I love her. Why? I love her. Yeah, I mean why yeah, obsessively bad poetry because yeah. my soul aches. Yes, yeah. my soul yeah, Exactly. <laughs> and look, I've written some bad poems <laughs> in my time and and Anakin will give you a run for your yeah, money. and Han and Leia, look, and Han and Leia, by the way, come back in Force Awakens, they handle brilliantly. I think it's so realistic.
5: They're separated like, ah. And it's Because it's they went through a mutual tragedy yes. and it's reminding one another of the tragedy they're Still, yeah, absolutely yes. in love, right? Yeah. yeah. So, anyways, all that to say, the
4: difference is this: you could take these characters out of Star Wars and put them into a marriage story. No, uh, <laughs> put them into something else, and I think it would play. Yeah. Take away the space wizards, you'd still have. Oh yeah, man, love's tough.
5: <laughs> yeah, you're right. When you once you get to the rise of Skywalker, and is a confirmation that this is mm. a romance. Yes. Then you're talking about the most Star Wars romance that has been on screen from either. Uh, any of these three trilogies. Yeah. 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 That's powerful. I think there is, uh, that's a great point that there's just more, uh, romance, yeah. uh, between them in, in a way. But I, I, think breaking down the nature of like, what is the conflict in the romance? Like Han and Leia, it is they're kind of from opposite sides of the tracks right she's a super responsible leader Uptown and he's a bad boy right <laughs>
4: living in a falcon
5: world yeah he's just a scrum right <laughs> uh yeah so the, that's totally like and that that's the great classic hollywood romantic yeah. tension right yeah and you can totally see that that's almost you know that's the r- yeah. responsible heiress hires, you know, a dirty <laughs> private detective and they never could, but they, you d- you know, yeah. you know. it's just also, it was kind of the plot for Overboard, right? With uh, <laughs> Goldie Hawn and Kurt Russell. I, th- I think it's the same plot. Uh, you are messing up our <laughs> listeners for center bingo with that <laughs> reference. I don't think anyone's expecting Overboard. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, and then you go to the prequels. And to me that you get into this, mm-hmm. it's a forbidden love. Yes. Like, to the point where that word is actually used in promo, right? I mean, it's the love that cannot be because society is keeping them apart. Yeah. Right? The Jedi Order and her responsibilities as a senator and all that. You get to Ray and Kylo. They are almost literally star-crossed. Mm-hmm. Like, I first encountered the word star-crossed, I believe, on a top uh, baseball card, mm-hmm. uh, collectible card for Empire Strikes Back. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Han and lay of it. Like, they're literally star-crossed. Yeah. Like, they're literally connected by destiny. Yeah. Their minds are literally uh, connected across stars. <laughs> <laughs> they're literally star-crossed. Oops. And then, uh, with the revelation, love it, hate it, uh, could walk away from it, of Ray being of mm. Palpatine lineage. Yeah. It becomes a real Romeo and Juliet story, too, of these, yeah. you know, scions of these powerful families yep. having uh, a romance that bridges the conflicts between the families. Yeah. Uh, so I just think that there is, as you say, a lot there, and just it's a different flavor mm-hmm. because this is the one that dives the most into like, this is absolutely destiny. We are connected. Yeah. We are meant to be together in some something manner. Yeah, yeah something yeah. yeah um so speaking of that how do you interpret the dyad uh mm-hmm. the two that are one what does that mean to you in terms of star wars lore and what does it mean to you like uh, uh, more thematically That's a, it's a it's a great wedding vow here uh we are a
4: dyad i'm gonna use that in wedding vows <laughs> going forward if i'm if i'm officiate weddings i'll tell you what i'll be i'll be 100 with you uh just in terms of star wars lore it's it's fine. I don't need it. I got it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And I don't mean to slag off anyone who 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 even you. If you want to dive into, I I just I took it as oh, they're connected. Cool. <laughs> um, and I've even seen some some uh, of the story group people. Matt Martin's still very out there. He hasn't left Twitter yet. He's surviving. Um, going. Hey, I don't necessarily know if I have an answer quite yet for some of the stuff related to the diet. Yeah. Um, it is, it just, it's a good, f- real cool fantasy thing. I love it. You know, then we can get into what, it, what you're, what you're saying is in terms of Ray and Ben, they're connected, whether you like it or not, yeah. whether he's got his shirt off and you don't want to <laughs> see it or not, you have to deal with it. Yes. And that is more interesting to me than just, has there been a dyad before?
5: Right. So you are more interested in the, hey, it's in space, they can move things with their minds, but you can also strip that away. And this can just be yes. uh, a a dalliance between enemies and all of those yeah. questions we've talked about before of the, the, the pull that a lot of us feel to somebody who we know is yeah. maybe not in a place to be in a relationship, but we think we can save them and all those kinds of yeah. twisty real life things. You are more grabbed by that and feel like the dyad... Yeah. The diet simplifies that too much.
4: No, no, actually, uh, I, I mean that, in, in in a you know, I mean that simplifies it in a good way for someone like me. Okay, I yeah, <laughs> just like, no, it's just like, cool, they're connected, and their power means something together, and they do things together for whatever reasons. And Grandpappy Palpus says it hasn't happened in generations. Like, yeah, cool, got it. What does that mean to them? They have to find a way to be together. They have to find a way to work. They have to find. What does that mean? And, what, and they've been dealing with that. And that's something that I do think, even though the term Dyad clearly was on a whiteboard with Terrio and Abrams and other people in a room and not from Ryan Johnson's movies. This is why I push back on the movies weren't connected. If you look at what's going on in Last Jedi, Snoke, Palpatine, whoever connected, the connection remains. They're, the, I think I, I take it now as they kind of were, hey, you got this. The, the curtain's been pulled back. You can hear each other, see each other. Uh, good luck. Uh, I... I that, that Now that makes sense to me. Now, now it even has more power to it and it comes from this term. Right. That I fully, I've only tossed dice once or twice in my life, man. And I don't, you know, this isn't what I gravitate towards to. So I, I mean simplest in the simplest way.
5: Okay. Got okay. it.
4: They are connected.
5: Yes. It is a simple way to say, boom. It, it, hey, we are pulling this back to also being a story about fate and destiny and mm. cosmic, des- unknowable yeah. cosmic design they are connected. They They're are connected. two that are one. Yeah. Yeah. So like that idea of like, eh, I can't just shut the door and walk away. We, we are, we are destined you to have to, to come deal. to terms with one another in some way. You are a spice girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think for me, some of what I like about the dyad, I think when I first saw it in the first viewing, like I, I felt similar, like cool, great. They're right. really just locking in that they are absolutely connected. Mm-hmm. But, and even felt like, oh, yeah, this is this is very George Lucas prequels, and just like I'm throwing out some terms. Deal yep. with it. Yeah. Uh, roll with it. But the more I say with it, the more I like the depth of it, mm-hmm. because I do like that. It makes them like, oh, yeah, star crossed is not just a term. It's an idea with yeah. the meaning of that idea that you could have somebody that you are so connected with that the actual cosmic force of the universe is dictating that you mm-hmm. are have such great similarities or are such mirrors of one another that mm-hmm. you are actually the same yeah uh, two out of one is really powerful to me and it's an interesting way to get into wrestling with attachment because so much of star wars wrestles with can attachment be a weakness can it right. be a strength well what if you don't have a choice it's there and you you just your existence is attachment yeah to this other person and you can't you can't push without pulling somebody else yeah uh or vice versa uh so i i like that um and i like the element that it has in our our weird cosmic force way concrete uh power mm-hmm. the idea that yeah that they together are a sort of unimaginable power yeah that because that k- gets to that idea of that attachment can be a strength or a weakness it is power right that two being together are stronger, and in this particular instance, these romantically linked force powered people mm. they have this immense power by themselves and even unimaginably more power as a unit, yeah, and are they going to do use it for good or for ill all of that uh is really interesting to me and mm. and also just uh it ties into the idea of symbiosis that Mm -hmm. flows through so much of star Wars that they are truly deeply connected and they need one another. And they're maybe even tethered to one another.
4: Absolutely. the lessons
5: there within, yeah, you know? yeah. So, they uh, are like Boss Ness and the, <laughs>
4: and the Naboo. Right? <laughs>
5: they must see they form a symbiote <laughs> circle. Uh, so we've talked a little bit about the arc of their relationship, but, uh, but to kind of build up to where they end, which is some of the, the juicy mm-hmm. stuff for us to talk about, I do want to review where they've been. So in The Force Awakens, they start mm-hmm. off is antagonists. Yeah. Kyla starts mad. Very much. You know who, who's this dumb scavenger girl? Is yeah. you know clearly an mm. insignificant threat. Yeah. Uh, but then there is a bond. So, and from Ray's yeah. perspective, he's he's a monster. Yeah. Right. He's just a horrific and, creature in a mask chasing her.
4: And and he is, isn't he? Yeah.
5: Uh. So, do you think their their bond, mm. uh, or to to be uh, blunt about it, their romance begins? within the horror in the combat of force awakens in, in where do you think that begins i really i really i really think it it it, it begins
4: in, in the inter- interrogation scene where he takes off his mask it begins there when but i think that takes bloom in last jedi in other words everything you know cuz he is a monster right even when he takes a mask off and he, and he's He's just killed Han, and 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 Ray's going to fight him, and 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 all those things. For Ray, I, I, this might be more from Ray's point of view yeah. perspective, and I don't want to speak for Ray, but I don't know her personally here. Ray, um, I think I think she starts to feel it more in Last Jedi. There may be something in. There's definitely something about the scene for Kylo, but even in him getting uh, killing his father and kind of being defeated by Ray, I wonder if just yeah. like. What was that? And, and it could just be a base level. You know, I'm almost joking. It's just like, oh man, a girl, a girl <laughs> beat me in a fight, and I kind of like her now. Uh, it could be that, or it could just be like, I felt something. This is this is weird. I, I, I it's 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 taking me off. She is taking me off the path I want to be on. This dark path that I want to go on. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I don't have a full answer on that, but I, I do think. The, the the interrogation seed, it, it, it is he's so proud he's so cocky he's so confident oh I don't need a mask to be a monster I'm gonna take I'm gonna invade your mind I'm gonna get in there without your permission I'm gonna go in there and it's 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 a violation yeah and then she fights back for herself and and they both have their fears exposed yeah and there's the connection and in this crazy wild world where these two people are trying to find the place especially Ray and that one person knows doesn't they don't have an in- inkling. They know. Yeah. They know your dreams. I think it starts there.
5: I, I think you're, I think you're right. I think it is that moment of mm. fear. Cause I think Kylo is on his path. Yes. She is an insignificant person. She is somebody Girl. for him to be more powerful than, because yeah. he's, he's more powerful than everybody. And he needs to prove his, his metal as a dark side warrior yeah. to resist the call of the light, um, goes into her mind and sees her fears, sees her vulnerabilities. Yeah. She pushes back and sees the thing that he is trying so hard to hide from Snoke. Yeah. That fear in that insecurity that he can never live up to. He feel he already feels he didn't live up to Han, Leah, Luke. He's right. projected anger on them. So now he's trying to live up to his grandfather and she gets to that, mm-hmm. that fear. Um, so I think that she truly awakens something in him mm-hmm. of feeling vulnerable. Yeah. Uh, and I think he awakens something in her in similar ways with the fear and, and the vulnerability of somebody being able to see immediately because he sees that she's so lonely. Yeah. And that she dreams of some peaceful island mm-hmm. and that she wants Han Solo to be a father figure. So he's immediately seeing all of her yeah. vulnerable uh, fears but then he's all, he also literally, I think, in that mind invasion, awakes part of awakens part of her actual power. Yeah. Right? I so she sees like this dark side, this horrible monster. But it also was like, oh, wait. I have that power too. I can do it back to him. Yeah. I can do it to the Daniel Craig guard. Yeah. And it, and it sends him off into a spiral of fear of like, her powers are just awakening. We have to capture her now because she's going to get more and more powerful. Yeah, yeah. Because I helped... awaken that power she's on train uh yeah so i i think that it's really fascinating that he goes so quickly from the the, she's an insignificant scavenger Mm -hmm. who's got a little bit of force power but whatever To yeah by the end of the fight you need a teacher so he's he's segued from i can take what i want and throw you away i can easily defeat you to That's an interesting moment to to him. If it's not even that he's aware that he is longing for this, that he's longing to be seen. Yeah. Because he initially reacts, obviously, angrily when Mm -hmm. she sees his fear of not living up to Vader. But he doesn't want to kill her at the end of Force Awakens. He wants to turn her. And that kind of sets them on their path. That's an excellent Excellent
4: point. And then, and then, bloody blood dripping down his bowcaster wound. Yeah, leg. All the, yeah, damn, like yeah, it is about saving her. There. He, he and, and and I like to jump ahead a little bit, but I, I like I like ahead that in around Skywalker, he's gone. He said, "Screw it, I'm going to become whom, who I think I should be. I'm going to kill Snoke, all right, Palpatine, all that, whatever. I'm going to take it from you two. I'm going to kill you. I'm the Supreme Leader. I have it all." And she's still there, going. Yeah, yeah, you, uh, that's great. Uh, you still, you're still kind of bummed about killing your
5: father. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly.
4: That's a moment for him to be like, go back to that interrogation scene in uh, two movies prior yeah, to be like, like, Oh yeah, that's right. You're, st- you're still, she in knows head. me. Yeah.
5: yeah. Yeah. Can't hide from her. Uh, yeah. I, I want to talk about that moment. Uh, definitely. Mm, yeah. Uh, but going forward then to last Jedi, uh, they make their big connection there, obviously. Yeah, um, what do you think they see in one another in the last jedi that that deepens that bond why do why do they go from oh we're antagonists mm-hmm. who have have this peek into one another 's souls and see yeah. the fear and the vulnerability, but then knowing that fear and vulnerability blossoms into them beginning to truly care for one another
4: yeah this is this is this is great i I, I might be working through some of my thoughts here the the idea, go to the. I keep saying campfire scene, but it was actually inside the hut. But the yeah. hut scene and the hand touch scene. Yeah, I I think because Luke has been so hard on her and so harsh to her, and she doesn't have the safety that 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 intimacy of knowing each other and being so vulnerable. They have no choice but to be vulnerable. I think, and maybe they both. She starts to realize, wow, this this monster is the only thing I have. Maybe, you know, and again, she's a pretty powerful character on her own, but just like, okay, not even Luke. He's right. There's some truth to what he's saying. This guy knows him. But I think for Kylo's side, for Ben's side, that fear he has in Seven of, uh-oh, she really knows me. She knows my fear. Uh I got to train her. If I don't train her, she might destroy me, everything. And I think in that moment, I think he, for the first time, maybe feels safe that it's no longer the fear's there, but just... The knowledge that she has, I feel safe in in her having that. Yeah. If that makes sense. And so that's why, but he's still he's still messed up. So he still wants to pull her over. And he's still he's still he's still Kylo. I just I'm going to that scene a lot and just like, why is he there? Why is he just listening? Why is he willing to touch her? Yeah. And it's all about the hand. We know about the hand. And is that the moment Ray's referring to? We're thinking of the throne room. That's literally probably what they're referring to.
5: Yeah, because that's a real like join me. Join hand, me. And I, I get it, but it's like also in her head, it's like, well, we almost touched there. We almost well, touched there. I mean, there. they did, right? They yeah. did physically cross the force yeah. uh, chasm. So, uh, uh, and yeah. that's when they have their visions. They They yeah. make a connection. Yeah. I mean, I, I suppose it's Miss Rise of Skywalker is easier to say, I oh, offered you my hand instead of him saying like, well, technically we, we touched hands across yeah, space and time that first time, but then I offered you my hand.
4: Yeah. They're referring, they're referring to the throne room for sure. But, but just yeah. like, you, you know, when you try to get into these characters heads, anyways, I'm working through that there. I just, I just think there's got Why is Kylo there? There's
5: some, he's finding some kind of peace. Yeah. In there. I think it is about, I think it starts as a manipulation where he mm-hmm. wants to prove to her that, that Luke's not the father figure that she's right. looking for. He wants to prey on her weaknesses of, Oh, you're looking for a father figure and Skywalker just like you did. in right. And my lousy father Han, I think he's starting from that point. But I think as he gets to describing what he feels happened between him and Luke, how Luke feared him right. and pushed him down this path from his perspective. Hmm. I think it's him being able to go, I get to just tell somebody my side of things. I get just to tell somebody why I went down the dark path. Yep. And I think she at the same time, she's, she's so desperate to understand her path mm-hmm. that she l- listens to the call of the dark side mirror cave, All right. knows that Luke is not going to be okay with that. But here's this guy who's been saying, well, in order to understand yourself, you can't right. trust the father figures. You can't trust the parent figures. You have to go to dark and horrible places to find out the truth. Mm. And that's, I mean, in that really intimate moment, that's what she's saying is I needed to go to this dark, horrible place and face, Mm. this horrible truth of who, who I am, who my parents were in order to truly understand my place in things. You told me about your journey like that. I feel safe telling you about my journey into darkness. So I think they kind of come together about this like safety Of exploring the darkness, but as we learn in the later half of the movie, they're both coming into it from this uh, place of weird hope. Kylo hope that it will break her, and she will join him, Yeah, and her hope that the intimacy will turn him back to the light.
4: Yeah, just to be, yeah, great stuff. Just to be, feel free to discuss... Yeah, I went. I went under the bleachers and I smoked a marijuana cigarette.
5: Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, in, in
4: yeah. yeah, absolutely. Cause she says, you know, I was, you know, I can't remember the exact quote, but you know, she's not afraid of when she goes in the cave. She thought, you know, she's not afraid necessarily after it all, but she knows she couldn't tell Luke that. And that to me, that's one of the best switches. Or, or you know, they got me. Last Jedi, they got me. I'm hearing her voice. Yeah, I'm like, oh, cool. She's confessing to Luke. Oh, it's Ben
5: and Kyle. Oh, it's Kylo. Right, and she's talking about that. how she, yeah. how it, she felt alone. Yeah, but she's not, because not. she has somebody that she can admit this to. Yeah, yeah. You know, when yeah, when that fear turns to to safety. Yeah, that's uh, that's that's key. Yeah, and then and then we go to the literal uh, offer of a hand, and mm-hmm. and I think that is really really about. Ben Kylo still committed to the dark side, but Mm -hmm. not wanting to be alone. Here's this person who sees him. Here's this person who uh, is wrestling with the same decisions of, I have this huge power. I have these, uh, an absence of parental figures or parental figures who are letting me down. And, you know, Kylo Ben is so hoping to just not be alone. You're no one, but not to me. Yeah. Um, and Ray, so being so clear of like i see you i see your wounds i see your struggle Mm. and i want to be with the good person that i think is in there
4: yeah yeah i'm trying i think one of my favorite moments in the relationship is is the uh, escape pod scene she gets there on that deck and she's there's a, there's a nervousness. There's there's a fear, but there's this this hope that's just immediately dashed. Right. That, <laughs> what do you it's like?
5: Get out. Yeah. When she thinks he's just like he's gonna show up and it's gonna be what uh, Netflix yeah. and chill. It's, yeah. He's, yeah I've got he's my gonna, lightsaber. Or he's gonna just slice down the uh, the first order of troopers yeah. and go. Let's hop on the Falcon and get out of here. There's, yeah. Yeah. There's some. I don't there's know, some. Sure, yeah. her, her not realizing. I saw the, the vulnerability. I saw the scared young man who felt betrayed by his master. Yeah. I saw this vision that he would turn against Snoke and I hoped, and I hoped, and I hoped that that means that I could change him. Like, I mean, I I really think, I really think it is playing with those things and I don't think it's a a didactic lesson of, of, of that. It, it, you know it, that this is a healthy relationship it's it's star-crossed lovers who are combatants yeah. it's it's playing yeah. with complex relationship dynamics and you it's, know if your parents sit down and talk to your kids yeah
4: it's not <laughs> unlike the beginning of greece where you see the summer <laughs> loving and then uh you know sandy shows up at school and it's like daddy and daddy yeah, zuko acts cool in front of his buds all right <laughs> it's all the same
5: now i want to <laughs> see the musical of Raylo for yeah, sure
4: Yeah, she's shown up and he's like not in front of the troops and and again like you said it's it these are not all great examples yeah. of how to function
5: in a relationship octo loving, it <laughs> happened so fast to love happened so fast uh moving on to rise of skywalker and yeah. the the great scene that you pointed out uh by rise of skywalker they know one another intimately right yeah better than anyone else in in the galaxy they know one another's strengths one another's struggles one another's yeah. commitment to the dark and the light um, but they—I love in their first forced conversation on Pisana, right, right, right. Where they just—it's an underrated to me part of Rise of Skywalker where they just kind of do a quick uh, box check of like, you still have this exact weakness that I know all about. Yeah, you're, you're still angry about being abandoned. Kylo mm-hmm. says basically to Ray, and he's like, uh, you know. I the cracks in your mask. You're still haunted by what you did to your father. Yeah. And they, they know each other just they, immediately and powerfully. At the beginning of Rise of Skywalker, what do you think they want from one another? Where are they in their uh, relationship?
4: Wow, that's a great point. The novel might give some insight once we get a hold of it to the question I'm about to ask. Did you get a sense that this is the first time they've talked since the Falcon? It would be very easy in terms of just writing a movie. Yeah, Hey, they haven't spe- spoken. Speaking? they haven't spoken since she
5: shut the door. Did you, do you get that sense? Yeah. Okay. And, the, yeah and, I, and I think um, who knows maybe they'll wreck on that or, or not wreck on, Maybe add that. Yeah. but I get that sense in both Spark of resistance and uh, resistance Reborn. The brief comments mm. we get from Ray are about still wondering right. why he fell. Right, Why he's so committed to the dark side. And I mm-hmm. think there's that passion, passage in Resistance Reborn where Leia's like, he made his choice for his own reasons. Yeah. And I can't tell you what they are. You you need to find out for yourself kind of vibe. I'm paraphrasing deeply, but. Yeah, yeah.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. For what they want from each other, I'm trying to get into, I see it as some, might be like, particularly from Ray's point of view, the reason you'd bring that up, be like, oh, oh, ooh, you're a big supreme leader now. I know it's false. I know you're still this. I know you're still Ben. Now I'm just mad at out about you. We could have had something great. Yeah. You didn't want it. And that's on you. Yeah. So I still think she kind of wants the same thing. She's just ready to
5: separate from that want. I think that's just to me, that's totally the mood of just like, I'm going about my thing. I'm training to be a Jedi. I am yeah. fighting the good fight. First order needs to be defeated. Probably have to face you. Mm. Don't want to really. I'm. I I want to know why you can't turn away from the dark side, but I'm, but it's, it's your thing to turn away from the dark side. Yeah. Like, I I think she starts out from such a positive place. I think like in a real world place, it's like, Hey, I see you're calling. Yeah. I'm not going to answer until I get that email or text where you, you tell me, you tell me you're going to do something different this time. Yes. I'm just, I'm not going to just have the same conversation with you again. She's angry Prove to me that you changed. Yeah. She's angry. But to to my uh, point of a top of the show of just like,
4: she's got this. Yeah. There's still some struggles ahead. She's still going through some stuff. Yeah. But she doesn't need me and John Williams around her going, don't date, date, don't <laughs> date the bad guy. She doesn't need it. Yes. Yeah, exactly. She's got a handle on that. She's just angry because yeah. she has a
5: lot to be angry about. She closed that door and is like, yeah. D- come and talk to me about yeah. offering me your hand yeah. when you're not a murderous monster.
4: And, so, and it's like if, you, if you're taking this real world later on when she's like, I was going to take, like, oh, take your hand, Ben's hand, it's almost like I wasn't going to take your hand, Ben's hand yeah, dummy yeah a little bit of that to me yeah,
5: yeah absolutely and I, I really like kylo's uh perspective because i think at the beginning of the film he is committed mm-hmm. to the dark side and i think that he wants like immediately of course like yeah no i another father figure palpatine no thanks yeah sure i'll i'll do whatever you i'll claim to do it what, what you want but i'm gonna kill you yeah and i'm gonna do it with ray at my side because i think one I think he still doesn't want to be alone. Right. He wants Ray. Yeah. But I think there's so much in rise of Skywalker that I think is so great where Kylo is seems his, his excitement is reignited in a certain way by learning all these truths about Mm -hmm. Ray and learning. She's even closer to me than I thought. She also has a a grandparent who is evil incarnate. And in fact, our, our paths through fate and destiny and the light side and the dark are so similar. We're actually bonded mystically through the force. This is all great news to him because right. if he can break Ray, if he can prove, Hey, we're destined to be evil mm-hmm. that immediately validates him of all of his choices and lets him off the hook. Yep. So I think he's alone, but he's also baked like basically again to go like to real world examples of like, yeah. Hey, if I'm, drinking too much and I can get my girlfriend to drink too much. I'm not alone not alone. And yeah. Hey, my choice might not be that bad. It's just got no choice. Yeah. And it, it don't want to be irresponsible with real world examples. I, yeah. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Totally. Yeah, yeah, I respect, uh, the struggles that yeah. people have, but, um, it's somebody making a bad choice and think if I can make somebody else so, make that bad choice with me, then it must not be yeah. my fault
4: yeah i think I, I yeah no you're i get where you're going in and, and i like i like too that he doesn't give two craps about palpatine other than yep cool i want everything i'm gonna take it from you his focus is still doing it with, with yeah, ray yeah it's take, uh, I like taking that. ray there
5: yeah so we get to uh the the middle of the film we get uh to kylo's turn back to ben how much do you think We've talked a lot about Han and Leia's impact on turning mm-hmm. Kylo. What do you think Ray's impact is? How, how much of an effect does she have on Kylo turning back to Ben? I, I think it might
4: be uh, the final say on it. I think it might be the biggest impact. I think it might have been in the, in the moment when she kills him <laughs> uh, essentially puts a the, the killing blow on him there and is kind of doing the look i i you know we could have had a good time uh, and we've been in this galaxy together you didn't want it that's on you and by the way i'm gonna do everything you know there's still a lot of story left but you know I, i'm she's not running right to the dark side after you know learning a lot of things going on with her so so um She's upset, but yeah, I, I think he sees, what am I trying to say here? She, she, he looks at her and it's like, kind of like finally like, yeah, it was, this is all my fault, but yet he can, he, he can find healing in it though. That's where Leia and Leia's death comes into play. You know, yeah. does that make sense where she's just kind of like, it's that moment of, this is all your fault. A lot of people did some things to you, everything, every position you found yourself in is understandable how, yeah. you, how you reacted to it is all on you. Right. And I think he found some kind of purpose in that.
5: Right. And I think we'll be talking a lot more about that once the, that final issue of rise of Kylo Ren is out and we can dig into, yeah. you know, how long he's been tormented by the voices of Palpatine. He's definitely had a, a hard life, but uh, yeah, I, yeah. I agree he, with you that the Star Wars story is choices, choices. Um, yeah. So I think at that moment, obviously it, you know, I think he is. And he, he says, join me or I'll kill you. Yeah. And I think he's really, feeling the full power of the dark side and Leia stops him. Mm -hmm. Classic star Wars where, uh, the bad guy goads the, uh, good guy into giving into the darkness. And then they do, (laughs) he didn't really want her to give into the darkness and stab you. Did you? Yeah. Uh, but I think obviously the, the effect of Leia is huge. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, I was thinking about it that obviously there's a power in her realizing that she dealt this fatal blow to her mortal enemy and immediately going, I know that's not what I want. Yeah. I didn't want to hurt you. In fact, I'll heal you. Yeah. And I mean, you could get into like how much, you know, that she's literally removing the scar that she gave him. How much is she, Yeah. how much is it, especially with the diet energy, how much is this, uh, this healing, like almost literally an emotional healing. But even even if you didn't go to that for Kylo for like, uh, in terms of like the movies and his, his rationale of why he moved to the dark side is somebody who is supposed to love him, betraying him. Yeah. Somebody who's supposed to love him holding a lightsaber to him Mm. the way Luke does by igniting his Mm. lightsaber for a second. And Ray is almost, it's almost the opposite. And I wonder how much of a power is seeing like in his mind, Luke should have been there and protected me. And I was going through a difficult time and, Instead of helping me, he raised his blade to me. Right. And here he is, you know, in a vulnerable position on death's door. Ray has every reason to just finish him. And instead, she reaches out. And I I just wonder, like, how much power that is of seeing somebody else make the opposite choice from him. Yeah. And, And in such a personal, indirect way of... I, he's pushing her and pushing her and pushing her to break and to give into her darkness. And if he had succeeded, she would just cut his damn head off and be yep. done with it. And yep. instead she has the strength to reach out and help him. Mm. That there's a power to yep. somebody who feels lonely and betrayed by everyone who's supposed to love him and rejected by them. It's the opposite. It's mm. the, the ultimate not rejecting him. Yeah. To literally, I'll literally give you some of my life. To heal you from the wounds I've caused you. And by the way, I do totally want to take your hand if, if you can walk with me in the light. Yeah. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> yeah. I think th- I think there's just so many different layers to how that would impact him and, mm-hmm. and help him towards yeah. the strength to throw throw the dark blade aside yeah and followed
4: by this all important powerful vision yeah yeah the <laughs> uh, memory of his father and 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 the one the one the wound that he could not heal, you
5: know yeah yeah the one wound he can't uh, can't heal he has to work through yeah mm-hmm. uh so that's really Ray having an effect on Ben how do you think Ben's arrival on Exegol affects Ray this is a gr- this is great because i I really am in
4: the, the the school of thought that uh Ray. When faced with her destiny of darkness, not just chooses the light, but chooses to be ray from nobody in that moment. Right. And and that's to me, at least. I, yeah, you know, we've talked about it, but just like, nope, I reject your name. Turns out I have a family. You know, my parents were stronger than you're giving them credit for. And they chose to be nobody. I'm going to walk away from that name and figure that out. But the theme of the movie alone with friends. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we had each other. Uh, it's just it's just people, people coming together. Uh, she's felt that entire movie and in the year between stories eight and nine. She's felt alone, right? That's what she keeps saying. So the moment, in his arrival, and she feels and I'm jumping a little bit ahead to that to that moment she realizes they're going to do the trick. Yeah, and that smile on her face she knows she's not alone in this moment. She's yeah. chosen to be nobody, but she's got someone there with her and she's got her friends and she loves her friends and Poe and Finn and the droids and Leia obviously it's a big, uh, the, don't get me wrong, but this, this, this character, this person is back and it's bad. She feels yeah. it. And in that moment, she's made this choice to be nobody and she's not going to do it alone. I, 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 I It's a big concept, but you know what I mean. Like I love that smile. That
5: smile is really powerful. I remember you you really attaching to that in the trailer. Trailer, yeah, yeah. And hoping that that I remember you saying hoping that was Ben related. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That was a a Ben related light in her eyes. Yeah, Uh, yeah. yeah. It's so powerful. I I think for me because it Palpatine is playing every different angle to manipulate her, and you know he says the line about your master Luke Skywalker was saved by his father, but the only family you have here is me and then ben shows up yeah and she's not alone and i feel like it's such great payoff from last jedi where Mm -hmm. they were bonding over not being alone somebody else understood them somebody else was going through this bizarre force cosmic powerhouse unsure of what to do with their power Mm. this walking this strange path they are the only two who are doing this right now who truly understand this, hmm. and so for her to in that moment feel i'm not alone, yeah, and now, unlike the other moments where I felt that with with Ben, it is not about exploring our mutual darkness, yeah. it is about i 'm not alone, and he is here to support me support me and yeah. fighting for the light and fighting for the future and for survival, and to feel like he i 'm not alone. And it's it's Ben's hand, you know, yeah. it, and to have all that sort of literalized by, I am once again handing you, yeah, the family blade, yeah, and this time you have truly earned it, earned it on like you know when I had to pull it away from you, uh, on the on the supremacy, yeah, go yeah go to that last Jedi moment, go to them fighting over that blade and breaking it two to this yeah. moment. Ah, yeah fighting over it in force awakens Mm -hmm. uh she you know fighting over it uh giving it to him mistakenly yeah Yeah. to save his life uh during the praetorian guard fight and then to just through their bond through their Mm -hmm. unknowable amazing dyad force center romance bond to hand him the saber yeah yeah so that he can fight with her yeah it's great it's so good uh so moving towards the end why do you think Ben chooses to give his life to save Ray? And uh, you talked about penance. I think this is a good time to talk about it too. Sure. And just, I don't necessarily think he. F- I don't necessarily think he feels that
4: he's serving a penance. I mean, he might. Maybe he's got some self loathing issues to work through. I don't know. <laughs> kind of like, oh, we're- I just think he knows it's the only way, and 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 it's a return of the grace he received from her in that moment. And I don't think he thought for a second. Maybe a second. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to remember the exact scene. Yeah. But I think this is the thing to do. And I think at this point, to me, Kylo, Ben, the lessons learned, all those things are out the window. This is him using this unbelievable power to save this person who saved him in the end. Um, yep, there's some poetry, some echoes, all those things because it's Star Wars and it should be there. But I just think it's in that moment, I think he, he, he just knows this is this is what I got to do. Yeah, what I got to do? It's a gift I got to give back to her because she gave me, she gave me the the ultimate gift, which is my
5: life back. Yeah, you
4: know. Yeah, my redemption.
5: Yeah, I think. yeah. I I think that for me is is it's so much more about her than him. I think. Yeah, because uh, yeah, it, it it he he does he he picks her up, he cradles her, he seems to be mourning her, and then mm. I think there's this dawn of uh, this realization of I can do something about this. Yes. And not only is it, he's returned to his Jedi teachings, he's Mm -hmm. returned to the light, not only is it the Jedi way Mm -hmm. to be selfless and to heal, right? but when we were going through through, uh, writing up these notes, I hadn't ever thought about connecting these moments in my mind before. Mm. But, you know, there's so much great stuff about Kylo thinking he can never go back because He just disappointed his mother, right? Um, And obviously everything that that connects with Leia doing that, but his uh, memory of talking through his father saying, "There's no point in turning back to light. She's gone," Mm -hmm. and Han saying, "Yeah, but everything she stood for, everything she fought for, isn't gone." It it made me think. In this moment, is this is is this him saying what what would mom do? Yeah, yeah. She would be selfless. Uh, She would. She would give her life for for someone else to live that's why I love that Han that Han scene just the best yeah you can track
4: a lot back to that yeah I get and, and all of this to me happening just like without without too much hesitation on, on Ben Solo's part no you know and then a lot of people pointed out the you know Anakin wants to use his power to keep everyone alive around him he loves it and it doesn't work because he the using it not so that he's using it for bad at the time trying to save shmi but just yeah the beautiful nature of kyle's gonna use his powers to give up his life (laughs) yeah the lack of attachment to his own life in that moment's pretty
5: yeah powerful and it gets into certainly the the dyad thing it gets into general philosophy of the force of of uh death is natural Mm -hmm. in in its its giving to just say death is kind of owed something in this moment. There's only so much yeah. energy in the galaxy and I'm giving my energy to you. Yeah. Unlike Anakin, who just wanted to be like, nobody I love can ever die. That's yep. a very different thing than I am giving my yeah. energy to you. So you may live. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, and all, all of that War stuff. So there's been a lot of discussion about if Kylo Ren should have lived. And I think this probably gets into your feelings on penance. Penance. Yeah. So tell me about that. I just think
4: I believe in redemption. I believe in real life redemption. I believe in growth, but I also, you know, believe your growth and change. Of redemption does not mean you get a lot of the old things back or your old friends back. And there's there's seasons of life and all those kind of things. All right, tune into the Napsack Files to give you my life philosophies. But uh, I think at this moment, I, I would have loved to seen Ben live. I have talked in the past on, on many a show about. That'd be interesting to see or read later on a Ben having to walk around. Hey, guys, my (laughs) resistance friends, sorry I blew up five planets with my team. That would have been interesting. Yeah. We don't have time for that, number one. But two, just from a storytelling standpoint and a spiritual standpoint, I do believe sometimes forgiveness forgiveness does not mean you get everything you want in, in a weird way. And I just... Think to me, there was no other choice than he had to die. He had to die. He made the choices. He did kill his father, and his father, essentially, the memory again, it's a memory, forgives him. Um, His mother forgives him. Ray forgive. There's a lot of forgiveness. Yeah, but he still did it, and and I I just kind of the 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 pound of flesh has been taken out, man. And uh, so I I just this is from a very storytelling point of view. I would have made the same decision. Yeah, I think it, it it's. Similar Vader too, yeah, absolutely. Again, uh, it's powerful. It means a lot, but I just them walking off into the sunset, happy ever after. Uh, you know, it's great. Yeah, but I don't know if he deserved that. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I don't know.
5: Uh, yeah, yeah. I think for me, I look at it a, a couple different ways. I I get everything that you're saying. Uh, I there's something that I like of this. He is the the last blood Skywalker mm-hmm. and it, I, to me that's a bold choice to say yeah yeah it's the rise of this uh, rise of Skywalker meaning Kylo's return to the light it's yeah. the rise of Skywalker where Le- Ray literally rises while the Jedi say rise yeah. and she takes the mantle of Skywalker there's a boldness to saying this be, this starts with the first force using Skywalker that we're aware of and again mm-hmm. and it ends with Ben yes. and the bloodline is closed mm-hmm. but the legacy and the the memory. Yeah. You know, the the good things live on. Mm-hmm. Um so I I appreciate that. I appreciate the poetry with Anakin. I would be happy to see someday in Star Wars the redemption story of how do you make it up? Yes. I would love to see the cosmic community service of uh Ben Solo. Right. That would have been fine with me. But to me this is one of those for me, when you look mm-hmm. at it, you can go, "Both choices have merit, yeah, and I know like that's some, one of the things that some people are very mad at they because they care so much about these movies to them are yeah to certain people, if I'm to interpret their t- tweets correctly mm-hmm. th- this these movies there's a bunch of star Wars stuff, but it's about Ray, yeah, and Ben, and they wanted that. For continuation yeah. of that, and, and, and oh, Ben Solo's yeah. good. Good God, he's amazing and fun to watch on screen. To watch Adam Driver do his, I'm half Han Solo a, oh, a little yes. bit, still Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> uh, all those, it's so great. It's so great, and you want to continue in that mm-hmm. joy and see uh, more of it. And and I get that. And there's a part of me be like, yeah, if you wanted to tell that story, that would have been fascinating. But mm-hmm. I also understand that this story, as told, yeah. has value. And and I feel like if you want to tell that really interesting story of somebody who goes to the dark side, does truly horrific things, mm-hmm. and then stays around and tries to make a difference yeah. and make up for it in the physical world, that'd be a great story to tell sometime. But mm-hmm. I also accept that they made different choices that are equally as powerful. Yeah.
4: Again, that would if we had a 10, or 11, or 12, and I'm, well, I'm glad we didn't. Uh, you know I take it please come back 10 years do it again but yeah yeah what you're saying you know it would have been different than Vader and everything but yeah I I just the way you describe that the end of the Skywalker saga but like Star Wars itself it literally is talking to us this nine movie journey you've all loved is over, but take it with you. Yeah, choose to be part of this, and that's part of Ray's story. And again, you, you can the, be a Skywalker you too. You can be a Skywalker too. I do believe Ray has chosen uh, to be nobody again, but now takes this now just to kind of why wouldn't why wouldn't she, she take, take the mantle forward? This. Yeah, take the mantle forward. But so opinions aside on that, yeah, I just think if you're choosing to end these stories, that's the way. That's just the way I think you'd have, you have to work towards that. Yeah. Yeah. It can't be too open-ended. And then they, the credits fade, fade up, Ben going door to door apologizing. <laughs> it's just not logistically, you're not going to get that story. So this, why not choose to wrap it up this way?
5: Yeah. That, I think that's a great way to say it because I, we talked about it a lot on Force Center. That was yeah. one of my big, like that would be awesome because it'd be different than Vader. It totally. would be morally really interesting, but I wouldn't want it to have been jammed into the last two minutes. No of this movie and then without without Adam Driver really wanting to do another one yeah waiting to truly hear that story would have been yeah kind of frustrating
4: yeah and again and to to the character I just I kind of believe for
5: this guy you got to go yeah sorry yeah you got to go let's talk about his going in terms of ray because this is yeah. um a uh concern that I've heard discussed hmm. that there can be a trope that uh the woman doesn't, that, that a fully rounded woman deserves romance and love as a part of her life. Right. And to, and to lean too much into the, I'm a strong independent woman and I don't nobody need anybody. Right. Is a detriment to creating a picture of a fully rounded human being. Correct. And some people are upset and feel like, yes, Ray is strong, but we don't need to see her standing alone. Mm -hmm. It would have been just as powerful to see her, standing with her one true love at the Mm -hmm. end. Mm -hmm. Um, So with some of those kind of ideas in mind, what is your interpretation of what Ray feels about Ben's death? How it affects her?
4: I think, I think she's heartbroken. I
5: think she's going to be
4: sad, depressed, but also take some great solace in what she helped do. And I believe, and you're going to joke and this is going to start to sound cheesy. All right, now we're going another, a weird movie comparison. I think her heart will go on. I think this is this is Jack and Rose at the end of Titanic. Look at the life that character Rose went on to go live, yeah. right? And I think a lot of those things, you don't see it in those last moments, which, again, I get. So if this if this movie ends with her on Tatooine and and, and Poe and Finn and Rose uh, and BB-8 and 3PO and they're all there and we get a final shot like we did at the end of Return of the Jedi of everyone clapping on Bright Tree Village we got a different version here, I'd be happy with that, too. I just think there was some beauty... One person, twin sons, a droid, bringing it home. But I, I really do believe in that. That th- th- that she would not be, uh, that she would only grow from this, and that she goes on, and whatever you feel she needs, she gets to experience because it's not there on paper. It's not there on screen. Yeah, it's open ended. I thought it was beautiful in that sense. I understand. I'm all. I'm all there. If 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 those were affected by it. Yeah. Um. You know, in this big debate and whether she moved there and all those things, to be honest, I don't care. I don't care if Bob Iger on his way out says, "Yeah, she did. She moved there. Never spoke to another one again." Yeah, it's not how stories are told. And, and she gets to go on. Yeah. And yeah, Tyrias already said that's not the implication. Yeah. So hey,
5: you, you know, I know. Uh, yeah. So anyway. I don't want,
4: I don't want to take any, take it away from anybody, but as far as of how Ben's death affect her, I think all those things, I think, I think there was hours of crying, hours of why, hours of, you know, trying to figure it out, but, but no one taking great power and having that and using that to, to jettison her to it, to a great, wonderful life.
5: Yeah. I think from my perspective, like I totally understand that that criticism, but, uh, I, I uh, of having, it would have had some strength to have her, uh, be with her one true love and to have, uh, been alive to face all these challenges. And there's a part of me of this, like, if they're like surprise, it's mm. not the Skywalker saga, but we signed these actors up and like, great. Right. If there was room to truly tell that story, mm-hmm. I think I'd be invested in that. Um, so I, I do understand those criticisms. I think they're, uh, valid, but for the story that was told, I think what I like about it is Ray is such a Jedi in the lore of Star Wars as it's been told. She's read those books. Yeah. She's trained up. It's not just "eh, hey, you got force," so uh, and you're not evil, so uh, you're the Jedi. She's studied the ways. Yeah, she felt when Luke passed that it was with peace and purpose. Mm-hmm. She knows that being selfless is the Jedi way. She's going around the galaxy doing it. Yeah. He learned the force healing from her. Mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Uh, intuitively understood how to do it after she did the same to him. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would feel like that she would feel absolute sadness, mm-hmm. but total understanding in uh, uh just in synchronicity yeah with her loved one with her dyad partner with her two or one who understands explicitly why he did what he did mm-hmm. and that he did it out of love and the jedi way so i think that she would be very sad yeah but i would think that she would be have some comfort in understanding exactly why he did what he did and even though we didn't see his Force spirit, I I don't think she's without him, and I think perhaps there's interesting stories to be told there of, yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, yeah. how often uh, there, people have made plenty of jokes about them, you know, yeah. dating the, dating the Force ghost. Mm-hmm. But uh, jokes aside, yeah, that's interesting to explore. Of you know, is she going around the galaxy just having having experiences, but then. Yeah, chatting with him about it, communing with him about it, feeling him. Yeah. You know, is, is he, you know, how much of his uh it's, I don't think it's like he's riding along, but you yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm totally on board for that, and I, I am one of the ones I
4: do not want his Force Ghost to appear at the end of that movie. I'm sorry, I'll die on that sand hill uh, right there on Tatooine. I think it, <laughs> I think it's Luke and Leia. It's their blades. It's their story. It's nine
5: films, and they're at the center of it. In this trilogy, has largely been about yeah. passing on, yeah, so, from the old generation to the new.
4: So sorry, I might. You know, get some uh, Ewok Spears uh, slung at me for that <laughs> one. I just don't think it works with him there. There's no balance to the shot, even, uh, than an awkward family photo. Um, you know, why not throw in Kid Fisto as well, I guess. I don't know. I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> but, yes, in terms of Star Wars, in terms of story, in terms of going on, yeah. Why wouldn't he appear? Why wouldn't he appear at some point? And yeah. guess what? One day when she dies and she starts to fade away and he's there waiting man now, now you definitely have the titanic ending now yeah. we're on now we're walking on the boat and the captain's there and everyone's waving come on in and it's yeah. Greece and titanic in space and it's uh in titanic doesn't everybody applaud when they everyone kiss?
5: applauds yeah, the so ghosts applaud imagine yoda and yaddle and gatti <laughs> mundi mace windu applauding when the Plodding. spirits of ben and ray yeah. lock ethereal lips um <laughs> So we, we already kind of covered this, imagining their future a little bit. Um, yeah. People are also talking online. Do you ever want Ben, would you want Ben to come back to life if, picture it. Picture it, if you will. So let's uh, say it's five years from now. And okay. like, you know what? Adam Driver and Daisy Ridley want to come back. Yeah. And you can easily, in a Star Wars world, tell some world between world story where... Ben's spirit—it does, yeah, you know—walks out, yeah, in yeah. some healthy Jedi way. Yeah, do you do you want that, or do you want this story to be the story? And if there are future Ray yeah. stories, Ben's there as a force spirit, or mm-hmm. or do you want do you want Adam Driver walking around again? Look,
4: uh, that'd be beautiful. I don't want it. Just <laughs> <laughs> part of it, man. John and Egret should have been together didn't work out I, I that's part of the beauty <laughs> of the story yeah you know and i know fortunately ray's gonna end up dating someone else at some point maybe maybe not but maybe yeah. maybe maybe but yeah no you're you're fine with it, it's not it doesn't bother me palpatine coming back and guess what i'm back you're back great good let's go but uh, if there was to be some book i don't know yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't like that there's some
5: peace to letting go and that's there's some of the peace. philosophy that that cuts through star wars especially for the light side that it is sad yes but joyful when people pass into the force right i think Versus yoda, the dark side of like nope yeah. y- yoda would probably tell ray
4: to not pull him on not, not grieve for Ben, for he'll see you in the uh, uh, ship in the f- in the sky down the line. Yeah, we'll all play yeah. for you. Yeah, yeah.
5: Uh, all right, as we wrap up our conversation, uh, you you spoke very eloquently at the top. I think a lot of the different opinions about Raylo are going to come from perspective, and obviously, yeah. a lot of the people who are passionate about them um, are younger people. Where mm-hmm. some of this romance stuff, they are absolutely seeing themselves as they step into take the first steps into romantic yeah. relationships. Sure, uh, are seeing. Hmm. themselves in this romance yeah uh you you and i are seeing it differently is uh older dudes yeah Yeah. um who have already seen ourselves in different romantic relationships so Mm -hmm. with with the caveat that this is coming from a different perspective what morals do you take what what are the life lessons in the romance of ben solo and ray skywalker i think
4: don't Don't run from uh, intimate connections and truth when presented with them and take responsibility for your actions much earlier. And you might get a different kind of (laughs) that works might be that might be a cynical older person been through a lot. Yeah. But it is the relationship advice you would give is a is a big brother figure, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, The flowers and fireworks. Ain't what you're craving and uh, (laughs) it is is what you're craving, but it ain't what you should want. And uh, yeah, yeah, there's but to to particularly to Kylo, uh, uh, the constant running away from what could heal him and fighting against what his truth is or what could heal him is is the biggest lesson I want to take away. That's really good. That's really powerful because then you can't you can't go into a relationship. Right. He could have had Ray. He should have had Ray. Yeah. He didn't deserve her until he did. Yeah. It was too late. The big
5: brother has spoken That's eloquently, right. <laughs> I think. Yeah. <laughs> I think for me, uh, just looking at his it, it's kind of larger Star Wars themes uh try to understand your enemy because yeah. they could, they could if they hadn't broken down the walls in different ways, they could have never understood each other. They could have just been the leader of the opposing army who needs to be killed. Yeah but they tried to understand each other and came to understand that they are intimately connected and that sure. they have so much more in common than they ever thought. Yeah. Um, and the other thing, I think the thing that maybe is what so many people feel so passionately about this relationship is I think again and again, so many beats of it are about you think you're alone, but you're not. Yeah. Even in the most stressful and bizarre circumstances where you think no one could understand my pain. Mm. Someone else out there is, has been through it. Yeah. So the idea that you're just never alone is, is to me a really, uh, in the midst of a story about war and conflict and tragedy, mm. it's such a healing, hopeful thought yeah. that you're never alone. And Ray and Ben are just, uh, poster children for you're never truly alone. Just think of that smile on Ray's face. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. Her well, boyfriend's here, and it's time to pass the <laughs> lightsaber. <laughs> uh, my boyfriend's back,
4: and you're gonna get in trouble. We're gonna be in trouble. Yep. Yeah. Uh
5: Yeah. So that that is our big look at yeah. uh, Raylo in retrospect. Lots to chew on. We'll talk about Raylo again. Sure. Uh, and uh, if you're listening, and you have strong opinions about Raylo, please know that we do respect them. We do respect that uh, that perspectives are different depending on where you are in life, how you react to that story. The only thing I think that you and I have strong opinions about is trying to express our uh, opinions in a calm and open manner. Calm, productive way. Look, I'll tell you, this there could have been a lot of
4: different choices along the way in all three of these movies, and, and, and a lot of them would have been very vi- viable and valuable and great fun choices. But I think I really love the choices they made, and, and uh, that's where I come down on it. But like Joseph said, you might not, and we understand that.
5: Yeah, yeah. So do you want to take our Power of the Light Side this week?
4: I will. Power of the Light Side is a segment we do uh, powered by our uh, Patreon supporters. We ask them to share a story uh, in the light side, a, a positive story of their experience with Star Wars. And we have a great one today from Philip Bruce. He says, I enjoyed the Rise of Skywalker the first time even though for sure they should have added an hour and flushed out a few things out. Winky face, eh? <laughs> uh, however, taking my 11-year-old the following day just brought me back to 1977 when I watched my first ever movie as a 5-year-old, where there was a halftime break as they changed the reels which equaled ice cream. <laughs> Watching the film through his eyes versus my Twitter-affected lenses led me to simply smile and occasionally shed a tear throughout. That's how we should take and view our Star Wars, just as Master Yoda says, true truly wonderful the mind of a child is. That's yeah, always a great reminder, right? Yeah. Uh, in anything, not just Star Wars. I think we, anything we watch or consume in terms of entertainment, sometimes, especially in this day and age where every YouTube channel, every Twitter, every, everything's got an opinion, yeah. and those opinions are great and value, and film discussion is fun, and it comes from a point of passion. I think to just to go simple. watch it through a child's eyes
5: yeah i think there's that power i love hearing the stories of people who like uh show uh speaking of romance a couple different people i know who showed their uh their loved one their romantic partner star wars who's never seen it before right and to just get to see it free of all the preconceptions and yeah and 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 all the battles and just experience it as a story through fresh eyes is really beautiful
4: And uh, not exactly what Philip was saying, but he mentions Twitter. Yeah, it's amazing sometimes when you talk to a friend or a family member who's not online and and you bring up the Star Wars drama online. They're like, what now? People are mad at the space movie? People are mad at Star (laughs) Wars? I thought it was great. And, you know, it doesn't it doesn't I don't say that to uh, say anyone's opinions are invalid. that didn't like the films, but it's just it is refreshing sometimes. Yeah. All right. We're going to go from there to our audience questions. We got some from Twitter, Patreon here. Uh, First one up here is from Brittany Lockwood. Great question from Brittany here. Are all droids sentient or just some? What role does memory wipes play in their sentience? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. The minds of droids have been more in the focus uh, all through the sequel trilogy, but particularly after, I think, well, K2SO and then and then L3 and Solo. Really bringing the forefront. Yeah. What do you think?
5: Yeah, and 3PO being a little bit more uh, uh, yeah. forefront in The Rise of Skywalker. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I think to me, especially d- developing in novels and comics in these more recent films, I think the idea is that for me, yes, droids are sentient. They are self-aware. Yeah. Uh, and I think they grow more personality and individuality over time and over experiences, just like humans do. Right. Yeah. The more you encounter things, the more it changes who you are and right? forges you into the being that you are. And I think by definition, without memory wipes, yeah. you get to continue down that path of growth. Right. Uh, You know, if as a human you were, you know, reset to. Uh, the last thing you remember is eighth grade. Right, right. <laughs> that would affect your personality quite a bit, uh, and I think that's the Great story point. of uh, of R two. Right, absolutely. That he is memory wipe free, mm-hmm. and he is incredibly. His own individual.
4: Yeah, great point. I I like this. I I mean, I kind of okay going back to eighth grade and sticking it out a little bit. Um, (laughs) But yeah, it also speaks to the kind of the view of the galaxy on droids and how cruel some of these memory wipes are. I'm glad you mentioned 3PO. It's played for last. Bobby Frick is great. And it's also played for very importance, uh, a very important role. And there's importance to it in 3PO's decision to to go through with it. But yeah, it really puts in the spotlight of just the casual. Yeah, wipe is mine. You're losing everything, man. Yeah, You're everything. So I like that. There, Uh Brittany. Great question. I'm trying to think. Uh, I don't know. Going back, like I had such a negative. view. I didn't care about droids growing up. I've I've grown. Yeah, I've grown to
5: appreciate droids. More <laughs> <and whatever. laughs> what are you trying to think? Are you trying to remember? I'm just trying when to remember, you first. Yeah, cared about a droid. Yeah,
4: yeah. I mean, I love three PO and R two. Like, you know what I mean? But I just, yeah, because i just thought part of the it. fabric of Star Wars. But like, I didn't view. Any R5, D4, I didn't view him as like R2. It's just a, yeah, he's
5: just another droid. Yeah, it's just like a car yeah, with a yeah. carburetor that went. Yeah. yeah. But no. See, there you go. It was
4: there all along. Uh, Lee Peterson, I'm disappointed. the Lack of three and three quarter scale figs. Guessing they aren't selling well? Question mark. But in general, all the toy stores I see here in the UK have maybe one or two lightsabers. But that's it for Star Wars. As a kid of the 80s, it's a sad sight. Same over there? <laughs> yeah, Lee. unfortunately it is yeah but um uh, it's because it's not the 80s
5: <laughs> yeah i think it is it's a challenging time for action figures yeah. uh because it, do, it does seem like uh, the kids these days aren't playing with them as much so we got our black series which is more for collectors we got the three and three quarter vintage series which is more and more for for collectors and right now they have the galaxy of adventures uh five inch figures that are a little bit more cartoony to try to try to grab the kids. But yes, uh, I am a big fan, uh, as, as listeners know. And I, I just, I have hope that someday there's, it's been such a rich era of characters now that haven't got as much, you know, figure coverage. I I have hope that at some point there'll be more retro lines that are Mm -hmm. like maybe five years from now, there'll be a retro. (laughs) What if rise of Skywalker had had a classic three and three quarter line and Probably won't be for kids. it will just be for yeah. the collectors, and and you know, I I hope for that day.
4: Yeah, you know, we've talked about this before, but you know, Joseph and I aren't saying that, uh, especially because we're not parents. We'ren't saying that kids out there aren't collecting these toys, but it's it's just kind of proven that they aren't as much. It's just not it's, the it's same. In, it's yeah. not the same. It's in there in the sales as it was in the eighties. It's, yeah. it's a different world. Force Awakens kind of came back in full. It's a little you know, it wasn't a full full line like the old Kenner stuff, but yeah. Then what happened? It was it was not necessarily us, but like. Guys like us waiting out back at Walgreens trying to knock over the truck for a <laughs> box of figures and they're not getting on the shelves and the collectors get it's a, it's, it's it's it is not the 80s unfortunately anymore Lee but hopefully I, I I'm like Joseph give me give me that vintage line yeah give me that vintage line deadline I, I like we just, just like a back in time like what if <laughs> what if to Patreon we go John Z says how did Leia die after seeing the rise of Skywalker four times it seems like Leia somehow connected with Ben Ray stabs Ben, Leia dies, and Ray has a horrifying reaction. Maz does directly tell the audience that connecting with her son will take all the strength she has left, but what I see on screen tells me that Ray feels guilty about killing Leia, ooh, and is troubled enough by her dark side actions that she isolates herself on October. Joseph, I believe you agree with this interpretation and casually mentioned it on a recent episode, so I'll, I'll start with you, Joseph. Did you say Ray killed Leia?
5: Uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, yeah. I think the Rey's defining fear in the rise of Skywalker is uh, her power hurting people mm. she cares about, and I yeah. think that's the ultimate one. Not only does she realize what she did to Kylo, but she what she did to Leia. Yeah. So yeah. for me, the way I, I interpret that, yep, Maz means what she says. It's going to take all of Leia's energy mm. to for Leia to project part of herself to Ben. Yeah. So I think that they are sort of tethered together mm. and i think that when ray stabs ben it sort of severs the connection and her physical body dies mm-hmm. but something of her spirit is still lingering yeah within ben within you know the the physical world yeah uh and then uh when ben passes into the force I think that's why Leia's body fades away then because there was something of her still still there still there and when her son was saved and when he passes it's, Leia was free to fully go in spirit as well as body. Yeah, uh that's the answer.
4: <laughs> <laughs> that's the one. Yeah, uh yeah, I think I, I think the first time Swipe it pays, it's not just to watch again, but it pays too. If you want these you might not want the ans- these answers. You might watch these movies uh, as I do some you know, MCU movies. Great. Loved it. Connected. Entertained. Had my popcorn, and I don't need to dig deeper. There's a lot of Star Wars fans like that, but I think... Uh I think there's a rewarding, uh, there's some rewards for digging in a little deeper and seeing things again. Not just watching it again, but just watching the story at a different point of view. But I, I remember the first time, the very first time a screening, I was, uh, yeah, I just took it as, as definitely what Maz was saying. I really like what you're saying about the Ray thing. It uh, makes sense, part of the lesson. Again, the Chewy thing. Uh, but the end of the day, for me, it's just tragically beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> However you got there. It really is. Alright, final one is from our friend Alden Diaz. Alden writes, hey guys, thank you for all you do. Well, Thank you, Alden. Uh, As someone who loved the Rise of Skywalker, your thoughts have been great for my continued enjoyment in a less than glorious online space. There's a theme emerging <laughs> today. So now that the sequels are done, we have total context to inform different aspects. My favorite example is Force Projection. Luke placing Han's dice in Leia's hand. When I first saw The Last Jedi, I read it simply as a loving gesture while Luke made his point. Luke telling his sister that he also misses her husband. But now I see it with so much extra weight. Now I see it as Luke non-verbally telling Leah Han already, pl- already planted the seed. He says he can't save Ben because it's not his place to try. This is Luke showing us that he knows when to act. A point he thought he was making in a self-imposed exile, but now actually makes it in a positive way. He's a fully realized Jedi. Actually, it's better. It's two fully realized <laughs> Jedi. We just didn't know that. Uh, know then that we were watching two Jedi Knights having a moment. She gets it. Luke knows Han placed a ticking time bomb of love and forgiveness, if you will, and they have to wait for that. They have to trust in the Force. Shout out to Jaro Tepel and Cal Kestis, uh, going over uh, fallen order. Luke reminded Leia. As her hologram reminded him, Lu- Leia told Han, "Luke's a Jedi. You're his father." And when Luke tells Ben, "I'll always be with you, just like your father," it isn't just to provoke him. It's Luke saying, "Your parents and I have your back, even if you can't see it." The original trio understand each other so deeply in their older age. Do you all have? new appreciations like this now that it's all
5: over well that's just that's great <laughs> yeah it really is it really is i think alden is uh the laser pinpointing yeah a lot of these moments that resonate even deeper that that had a power and a significance yeah individually in the force awakens and the last Jedi, but when you yeah. see the full trajectory can have a different power a different interpretation
4: yeah, I mean, starting with the dice, but going even to... Because uh, I do love the, you know, you know see you around, kid. Everyone, you know, felt that wasn't paid off or something. I understand that to a certain degree. Yeah. Luke throwing pebbles. Ghost, Force ghost Luke throwing pebbles at Kylo. Yeah, yeah all right. That would have been fun. But yeah, to, to see it related to Han means means a lot to me as a Han fan. So, Alden, I actually really like you. I'll, I'll reread that at my own time and 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 dive into that more.
5: Yeah, and just that the literalness of your father will always be with you. Yeah. And then we see that yeah, Kylo is walking around with this literal memory of him.
4: Mhm.
5: You know, and mm-hmm. is this, is this the first time he's had? Right. You know, sort of a conversation with his memory? Right. Of Han or is this what Luke is Luke is hinting at or Luke is saying in the big picture of like you you you're bound to your father and it's not just that you're going to feel guilty. He's a part of you and you can't ever get away from that. And you're going to have to face what you, what you did to him. You know, ask for forgiveness. He's there with you.
4: Yeah. I love too. if you're going back to last Jedi moment and it's definitely taken as a see around kid taunt kind of thing. And your dad, you dad's going to be there too. We, we almost see it from Kylo's point of view, Kylo's perspective of, Oh damn it. I killed him. It's haunting me. It's around there. And it's like, no 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 just open up your mind yeah that forgiveness that time bomb of forgiveness is there (laughs) and it is isn't something to fear yeah and and kyla wouldn't know that at that time
5: yeah and and i think alden also calls out one of the individual moments that really resonated with me uh thinking through force awakens and last jedi after seeing rise of skywalker of Mm -hmm. leia kind of giving han the initial mission in the force awakens to see her son bring him home when she says when han says that if Luke couldn't get through to him, you know, what can I do? And Luke's a Jedi. You're his father. And, you know, we can save him, you, me together. And that, is then, you know how it how it actually does work out in mm-hmm. in Rise of Skywalker is uh really powerful. Mm. Yeah. Do you have other moments that are are resonating with you or feeling uh, different after the Rise of Skywalker is out? Yeah, I I, I have to sit down uh,
4: and really watch, uh, particularly Force Awakens. I haven't seen a lot. I think I've seen a little bit of Last Jedi since uh, Rise of Skywalker came out, and really do a study, uh, which is something I've been loving to loving uh, and doing in Game of Thrones, where yeah. you go back and you go, oh, that's the last time I saw each other. Uh, the Han stuff is the biggest thing for me going into the movie. We talked about it. Your hand, uh, your your the touch of Han's hand means something. Uh, kind of thought and prediction. Uh, everything Alden is is what means the most to me right now. Uh, so I'll go find it. But but going back. I love going back and seeing Ray in the beginning and just I love uh, you don't know what's coming. I love looking at those characters go, man, you have no idea what's coming and you got a great life ahead of you. Yeah,
5: putting on that helmet as a just kind yeah. of playing and imagining and then yeah. yeah, so that that's really powerful to me. I there's so much I'm looking I haven't had a sense to sit down and go this is my official yeah, yeah. rewatch which you know once Rise of Skywalker is out I'll do but like the saber calling to Ray mhm and the saber choosing her even though she is of this lineage. Like, yeah. no, The force chose her. That lightsaber chose her. Yeah. You know, even knowing that, uh, Luke's, uh, not, not that this isn't clear in the last Jedi, but Luke's verbal, uh, admission in the rise of Skywalker that fear kept him on the island. Right. right. I'm really looking forward to watching all of it and going, well, where, where does he have a good point about the Jedi? Yeah. <laughs> and where is this just, uh, fear? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, those are some of the beats, uh, that I am looking forward to rewatching. And one little beat that that uh, I love from Rise of Skywalker, which we haven't talked about as much, is uh, when we're seeing the First Order Star Destroyer go down over Jakku. We're seeing that crashed uh, Tie Fighter and the crashed Walker, but Rey speeder is there now too. Yeah, I did miss which that. Which is one. just it, it, to me, it's so powerful that we start out in Force Awakens where she is sort of living in yeah. the the wreckage of the past, out of which legends have grown. Yeah. And now like there's her speeder, which used to just be a piece of junk, but now it's a part of a legend. Now yeah. some other kid is gonna find that and go, This yeah. is Ray Skywalker's speeder? You know, and reconnecting knowing that speeder that she built by herself just to get around. Yeah. Is now a part of history because it was hers and she grew to be a legend.
4: Uh, I love that. Yeah, I, I, I've heard that the speeder's there and I I missed it. I think I was crying at the most. <laughs> about, yeah, yeah, so often, yeah. I can't wait for um uh, my VHS copy of the rest of Scott yes. well I'll press pause <laughs> and hope that the, the heads don't uh, mess up the screen yeah well be kind and rewind yeah Alden that's great stuff there great stuff from everybody here today John Lee and Brittany if you have a question for us you can reach out on uh, Twitter at 4CenterPod use the hashtag FourCenter. center Facebook page is 4 center Podcast. we're on Instagram YouTube as well uh, podcast on a lot of different spots including iHeartRadio Apple Podcasts Google Play Stitcher TuneIn and more just search and let us know if you search and don't find us, we'll try to add ourselves there. Merch is available at tpublic.com slash user slash force center. Patreon.com slash center is where you can support the show, just if we're very close to some goals, right? We hit yeah. some, yeah. we're working on them.
5: Yeah, we're working on them. You got the new theme music for Star Wars Ranked right. uh, coming. Tony Thaxon's working on that. You're working with him on that, so I can't, I, I have no idea what you've told him, so yeah. I can't wait to hear it. It's mm-hmm. exciting. And we're close to some other goals, and we'll, I, I know we keep saying this every week, but it has been a, a busy time of juggling many space balls. Yes. (laughs) Uh, But we will be getting to some uh, decisions and some announcements very soon. Thank you for all your support. If you're curious about what all that is about, you can go to patreon.com slash force center
4: and we have our own things we work on believe it or not outside of the Star Wars Galaxy Uh, a series that I wrote I had the privilege to write this series for Wondry it's our podcast Sports Wars I wrote a five episode uh, story uh, documentary series interdocument series I guess I get to call it on uh, Steve Austin versus The Rock it's our sports rivalry series look for it uh, on Wondry wherever you find Wondry podcasts Uh, episode one is already out I'll be in Las Vegas this weekend doing comedy with Mark Mark Ellis, Josh Bakuga, now, John Kaiser, the list keeps growing because it's Vegas and everybody wants to go, but we're going to be there, <laughs> Mandalay Bay, Friday night. Go to MarkEllisLive.net for tickets, or just go to KenNapsack.com and you can link from there. Joseph, you are always, you just had a great show this last weekend. Yeah, You're always working on great stuff too.
5: Yeah, trying to keep busy. If you want to follow me on the old social media, Twitter and Instagram as per, in particular, uh, it's just at Joseph Scrimshaw, just my name, and then uh, if you want updates on upcoming shows, I do my monthly game night variety show. It'll be one coming up in March on the 20th. If you want to on that, you can go to my website, Josephsgrimshot.com and check out those live shows uh, pages on josephscrimshaw.com. Also got my podcast uh, obsessed. And, you know, every once in a while I should remember to shout out, I'm a playwright. I have uh, mm. several plays that uh, a couple of people have produced uh, them in the last mm. uh, six months or so. So if you are listening and you're like, well, I run a small theater, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I got some plays for you that you can produce. That's on my website under josephscrimshaw.com slash plays
4: give it a look give it a listen and we're out of here thanks for another supersized edition so for ben ray and you know what for all of you ray loves all of you it's star wars and we love your passion for it we'll see you next time on force center